0: Okay. Hold on, folks. It's Friday. Ah.
1: Hello, team.
2: How we're, are we? We're a man down. We are a man down. The other cornerstone on the, the, this side of the desk.
0: Well, He's not a cornerstone, he's a ring in, he's a fly
2: in. It's a reason, he's, he's a fly. You're the cornerstone, quickly becoming a, a solid. No, part no, of the no, team. no, no,
0: he's got a long way to go yet, brother Adam. You're the cornerstone,
2: you're the cornerstone, <laughs> more of a glutton for punishment.
0: <laughs> Listen, folks, hello, welcome to Friday, Fun Friday, February 17. It's the man cave here across Australia on the Triple M network. Uh, brother Adam McDonald star of the now cancelled
2: cancelled <laughs> television
0: it. show Aussie Pickers but it's it's in the revamp
2: but there's there's the reboot the reboot the rebooting
0: the yes. rebooting of the uh, of the um of your television show Aussie Pickers you never know
2: you never never know
0: this year could be your year um Adam is also the head auctioneer at, at Lawson's and uh, an expert in memorabilia and all things like that um hope he not with us he, he's a pharmacist as well he's got There's many
2: a, fingers in many pies this fellow doesn't he
0: i know you should smell his finger <laughs> and it's a, not a pretty it's not a pretty finger and he's doing other things today he wanted to be here he's here in spirit yes but uh, couldn't be here so um hope he, our thoughts are with you subsequently we'll probably have a very good show
2: today. Maybe. but um, The tone will be picked up a little
0: Yeah, the tone will be picked up a little bit. But it's a shame he's not here because he, he, he does add a, a certain flavour. Just ask that finger. One triple three five three is the telephone number. Our lines are open if uh, there's something that we've talked about this week and you haven't been able to get through and there's a big chance of that. We have had a full board of calls yep. on everything we've touched all, all week. It's been an amazing response. It's been a busy week. Busy week ha, has about, a it has been a
2: very busy week. How's your week been? Oh, it was not too bad. Um, yeah, just running running the auction house. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Looking at, uh, went and saw a, a hoarder's house today. Went and had a look at a oh, hoarder's house today. I wanted to talk to you
0: about hoarders because yes. um, a current affair has made, it's it's part of their staple, to sure. to film hoarders that annoy the neighbors they collect everything yeah i've always thought and, and i had a a very good friend i went to school with and her mother and her older sister mm-hmm. both hoarded um and you couldn't get to the kitchen you couldn't get to the kitchen bench yeah, or the right. sink because of the the rubbish they ate takeaway every night because they couldn't cook yeah they uh they, they didn't pay any electricity bills she did her hsc by the light of a kerosene lamp i'm wow not kidding me. When we finally helped, when her mother passed and her sister had just disappeared, Nikki and I helped her clean. God, you should have seen it. And um, upstairs in Julie's bedroom, there's a, a stain on the wall where the kerosene lamp was. She, yeah, did, right. she did nearly all her schooling by a kerosene that lamp way. because they didn't have any electricity.
2: Well, this, this house um, is not a traditional hoarder's house. Like They, they had a hell of a lot of gear and it's everywhere, but it's all good quality Junk, you know? Tra- uh, exotic trash ish, I call it. Yeah. Um, all really good stuff. So just trying to negotiate what what do they want to do with all it. All right, we'll go for a
0: walk through them. the hoarders house a little bit later in the program. Yeah. But um do hoarders collect things with the intention of selling them well, but that then was, but then can't get rid of them?
2: That was that that was her intention to start with. She was always been she's always done market stalls and flea markets and Swap meats and stuff like that, but it's now it's all getting, she's getting on a bit and it's getting all about it on top of her. So she's, um, she's reached out and said, What do I do? So I'm basically going in there to say, If I put a sticker on it, send it to auction. If it doesn't have a sticker, it's it's rubbish. You've got to get rid of it elsewhere. So it's
0: very hard to get rid of things.
2: It is. Um, but like I said, you know, it's not, it's not trash. Like the traditional hoarders are, are dragging bags of trash and broken fridges and shit like that home, um, which I've seen, but this one, this, this, um, yeah, she's got a good eye, but uh, it's just everywhere. like I was just going through boxes, and there was a whole box of nineteen eighties rugby league memorabilia, and like oh, um, right. wristbands, and yeah. and um, mouse mats, and like just yeah. just old old crap like this. You know, they're not worth much, but I, I reckon I can sell it all. So, but where
0: did she get it from?
2: She just just uh, just being in, and the market stalls and. And flea markets and swap meets for for thirty years. You know, thirty you, years you, of you, just collecting. Yeah, you get um you get a bit of a reputation. I want it. You go and see her; she'll buy it. Yeah,
0: it's it's sad. I wonder how many hoarders have a you know a, an ounce of mental illness that I think that, that comes with it. And... I
2: think there would be some um, for the traditional hoarders. Yeah, the ones that drag the this just keep rubbish like literally garbage or trash. Yeah. And, it definitely is.
0: And the house inside. Um, of my friends was a maze of newspapers and magazines mm. and it was a maze. You had to walk
2: with this. Yeah, area. sure. There's one near my house that, that their whole front yard is like a bamboo forest and it's just got a little track and there's fridges in there and it's just, it's
0: just yeah, Have you ever known a hoarder? Maybe you've been related to one. What did they have? One, triple, three, five, three. A little while ago here on the night shift, maybe you were on. We were talking about the most unusual job that you've ever mm-hmm. had and a bloke rang. And he said he was a removalist, and they had to get rid of a whole bunch of stuff from a hoarder's house. Yeah. And truck after truck, skip after skip, and finally they got down to the bare bones of the house, and underneath was a trap door, and it went down to a sex dungeon. Do you remember that? No. <laughs> it must have been, that. it can't have been a Friday. No. I've got the call somewhere. And underneath this house, the bloke was a German fellow and he had built the house when he moved here shortly yeah. after World War Two. built it from the ground up and he built a dungeon.
2: Yeah, well, thats I'll tell you a story. Okay. When I,
0: yeah, go when on, yeah.
2: When I was on Aussie Pickers, we are out in the middle of nowhere in central New South Wales and we're in this guy's barn and we're having a look around and we we break for lunch and um, I noticed this little staircase going down into the dirt and I said yeah, to yeah. him, um, I said to uh, Tim Cobb the producer. I said, "What's in there? He goes, "I don't know." Um, after lunch, ask him. So we all get up um, after lunch, and I said, "Oh, what's down? What's down there?" He goes, "Oh, that's my dungeon." Yeah. I said, "Can I have a look?" Yeah, yeah. And he goes, "Yeah, of course you can." So walk down. a sort of a, a the staircase got an elbow in it, and then there's a door at the bottom, and it's pretty dark down there. So I'm feeling around, and I found it like a little sliding latch on the door. And I opened it and what they did, they put one of the cameramen inside there and I didn't know they were there. And he reached out and grabbed me on the face. Oh, no. And I yeah. I, I, shit myself. Yeah, like yeah. I've never been more scared in my life. Yeah. But then, yeah, it was all fun and games, but all that was in there, it was like a big empty room with a bench along each wall and it was immaculately clean. So I don't know what this fellow was used to do Was it a fallout
0: shelter? Was it a nuclear know. fallout? Sh- I don't know. Safety? He said,
2: I always wanted a dungeon, so I built it.
0: You built a dungeon. Well, this guy that rang the program, uh, they, it was a sex dungeon. Yeah, right. And it still had rotting thick pile oh. carpet. Oh. Carpet. <laughs> And uh, there were handcuffs and all sorts of things in there. So anyway, that was an interesting caller. Yeah. But anyway, one triple three five three, which leads me to, uh, I wanted to talk to folks this morning. What is the most unusual job you've ever had? Yes. Cleaning out a hoarder's house and discovering a sex dungeon was a bloody good story. It
2: was a good story. My first job was I used to deliver pharmaceutical drugs to local um, retirement villages around the lower North Shore of Sydney. And that was my job as a 13-year-old. They'd pack me up. On a push bike? On a push bike? Yeah. And they'd pack me up, and I'd go round and see all the um the old ducks, and they'd lad. It was always on a Wednesday, and they loved Wednesdays. They get their drugs. Yeah. Imagine you wouldn't, you couldn't give someone that job now.
0: No, no, no. That, that's that's amazing. Uh, Thirteen years of age. The most unusual job you've ever had. Uh, we'll come up with a prize for the best caller of the morning. We've also got caller of the week. At the end of today, we do that every week. And uh, one of our callers that have, have shared an experience, a story, mm-hmm. uh, gets the win call of the week, and uh, we'll give that away today. There'll be a trip, triple M t-shirt and anything that we can find on someone's desk out there. <laughs> Just take. There's it. some good stuff. There is. There's some Easter eggs over there already. There's some lint Easter chocolate bunnies. Yeah, right. on someone's desk.
2: How far is Easter away?
0: I don't know. They start selling hot cross buns
2: day after Christmas. They day come after out. Christmas. Yeah, getting ready. But why are they only? Why are they only at? Um, Easter time. Well, they should go all year round. They should.
0: There's a controversy at the moment about hot cross buns. Traditionally they were fruit buns, weren't they? Yep. Well, now they're talking about peanut butter hot cross buns. Mm-hmm. Um, they're talking about, um, Vegemite flavored hot cross buns. They're mucking around with Easter.
2: Well, I saw, I saw a Vegemite flavored barbecue chicken the yep. other day. At Coles. Yeah. Isn't that just weird?
0: It's the most disgusting thing I haven't <laughs> bought it. But no. Nikki, I'm under instructions to bring one home for Nikki. She, she wants to taste yeah. the Vegemite infused barbecue chicken. You know what they call? What's you know what, wrong with us? You
2: know what they call? You know what they call those bags with the chicken come in? No, it's called the bachelor's handbag.
0: Oh, yes, that's what they
2: call them. Um, yeah, so you're just ducking out to get a bachelor's handbag. That's very good. <laughs> Only very in sweet. Australia. Yes,
0: one triple three five three. Join in if you want to be part of. Fun Friday, Long Neck Friday. Now, Adam, a story for you. Yes,
2: we had the Super Bowl, the NFL Super Bowl this week. It was actually quite exciting, wasn't it? It it's went usually, down the wire. Yeah, it's usually a bit of a yawn fest, I find um, American football. But um, I mean, I wasn't really watching. We had it on at work, but um, I think yeah, it, it was a. a down it's down funny down the wire. because
0: the blokes tend to like the football, and the girls like the halftime entertainment. So there's something for everyone. Sure. You know Rihanna. Yes. It was an amazing. Concept on
2: those floating panels. Yeah, isn't she, is she she pregnant as well? Well, she's yeah. pregnant. You're dicey.
0: Well, I just think now that and she, and Rihanna didn't get paid for that. The halftime entertainment of the Super do. Bowl, nut. Nah. they have to pay for the whole thing themselves because it's unheard of publicity.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I
0: mean, you perform at the halftime Super Bowl, do it well, y- y-
2: y- you sell out. Did you see the? Did you see her her halftime show though? She wasn't singing. You reckon she was nah, lipping? Of course she was. There was parts where. She's belting out this high note, and the microphone's not even near her face.
0: She could have had a mic, a a Uh, lapel.
2: Then what what has she got, the big handheld microphone? You reckon that was a fake? Absolutely. Well, I'm just going to say this.
0: Rihanna, it was an amazing... Regardless, it's a good show. Regardless, she's up there in floating panels and doing that, and pregnant. I've got to say, she has done nothing for the cause of pregnant women around the world. There's no way I'm giving up a seat in the bus anymore. (laughs) If Rihanna Rihanna could do that (laughs) while pregnant... Pregnant women yeah, have lost up. have lost their seats <laughs> on public transport from now on. Come on, bar up. If Rhiannon can do that, you can stand to the next stop. Come
2: on. What about? Am the, gonna, I'm going to get hammered for you're that. You're going to get. You're going to get. I bet Granny Sue's going to call you up and call, take you. Now nah, she her. would agree.
0: <laughs> yes, probably. Granny Sue would have been branding horses and cooking <laughs> meals for 26 hungry Wranglers while she was pre- while giving birth. Yes, <laughs> she she. <laughs> She would she would have, have ridden <laughs> Granny Sue would have ridden maybe side saddle. Maybe <laughs> Maybe side, well, uh, maybe side <laughs> saddle. For for 150 Ks in the heat.
2: And the the, the Aussie <clears throat> well, fellow she was that, pregnant. The Aussie fellow that caught the ball? Uh, that's where I was going. Yeah, I'm <laughs> trying to drag you back there.
0: Thank you. Where I was going was it was um, the the game was between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles, and it went down to an amazing field goal. The ball that was kicked in that field goal, would you believe it, was caught by a member of the crowd, and it was caught by an Australian. What what are the chances?
2: What are the chances? And he was he was only there by sheer luck, like. He was he was he's in advertising and he worked on one of the campaigns for the halftime ads. That's another big industry for the Super Bowl is the halftime ads. If you get seven
0: million bucks for thirty seconds. Yeah,
2: if you get it you're out in um and he worked on the Doritos campaign. So someone at Doritos had a spare ticket, called him that day. Um, and he jumped. He literally got the call in the morning, jumped on a plane, and walked in as the national anthem was being played.
0: So anyway, he ha- he's an Australian. De- he's a Doritos ad man. Yeah. He just had no idea he was going to the Super Bowl, and is standing in the path of the winning field goal. And usually they have a
2: big net. It went over the net. It, it did. They do have it, a big oh net. right. it, it went, went over, over the, the net. net. Yeah. So, so he's caught it, and um. He's like, you know, hold my beer. He's caught, caught the ball. And then oh my the, 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 the security guard behind him pats him on the back and says, you better scamper. You better get out of here because someone's going to take the ball. Now, if not like an official. Yeah, like an official because someone, he said, someone in the crowd will take it off you. Put it up your jumper and get out of here. So he literally left, um, you know, the, the full time went and he, he got straight out of there. Um, but I think he's made a miss. He might have missed the, um, the boat. Yeah, but missed the boat on selling this ball. I would have thrown it online straight away. Um, when all the euphoria is up and, you know, everyone's still half cut from the 42 mid-strength beers that they've been smashing down in the sun. And you would have got, I reckon you would have got 10 grand for it on that day just because it's the, the excitement of the actual day and how it was won. But the, the further away that Super Bowl gets, it's just another Super Bowl. It's not a special Super Bowl. It's not, I mean, it was an exciting finish, but, you know, it, in, at the end of the day, it's just an average Super Bowl. And I think you'd be lucky to get a $1,000 for it now.
0: So, yes, while him catching that ball and that great backstory of him
2: being there. Absolutely.
0: And the footage of him and being interviewed, and that footage went all around the world. Yeah,
2: sure. He should have said it's up. Who wants it? I would have sold it right there and then. I'll put
0: it on eBay now. Yep. And he would have got, you reckon, 10 grand? I reckon
2: he would have got 10 grand. Yeah, I reckon he would have got up with, with that. But now- People are going, is it really the ball? You know, it's a yeah. couple, it's, it's a week old now. The story's Everyone, old. Everyone's already tired of hearing about the, the Aussie guy that caught the football. Um, it's going to be end up in his man cave and that's where it's going to stay, I think.
0: Here's my question Yo. for our listeners. Have you ever scored yourself some sporting memorabilia at the game? Did you catch a cricket ball? You know how the tennis players hit balls into the yeah. crowd? Did you Did you get a tennis ball? Did you get a Pat Cash Black and white checkered headband. Um, What have you got? What sporting memorabilia did you get, not at an auction, but at the ground?
2: At at the ground. The only thing I've ever got was in um, watching the rugby league through the 80s is they used to have the cardboard corner posts. Yes. At the end of the game, you you could run on – well, you weren't supposed to, but you could run on the ground and and lift one of them. And I got one from North Sydney Oval between a game between, I think it was the Bears and the Raiders. That would have been in the late eighties. Yes. Uh, it was just a bit of cardboard, but you know, it was, it was a good, good fun, good fun thing to have.
0: That, that is a good fun thing to have. I want to know what memorabilia have you scored? What did you get at a game? Okay. You had to be at the game. Had to be there. You had to be at the at
2: game. At the game or the match
0: or whatever it was. Um, one of my, give us a call. One triple three, five three is the telephone number. Adam McDonald expert and all of this is, is here. Um, very sad last night on my watch, Raquel Welsh passed yes. away. I was in love with Raquel Welsh. I thought she was just the bee's knees. She was 82. Um, she started, I think in about 1966. It was that film, um, one million years BC. I think, I think she only had one line, but it, that, that, uh, the physique, the physique and the, yeah. and the, and the costume she wore in that made, yeah. her, made her, she was in Seinfeld. Remember? She, yes. She, she she was in Rochelle Rochelle, the musical, and she wouldn't dance. She wouldn't move her she hands. She wouldn't move her hands. And Kramer had to sack her if he wanted to <laughs> hang on to his Tony. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so she had a great sense of humour. She was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Raquel Welsh. With Raquel Welsh memorabilia is obviously the price has gone up.
2: It would have, yeah. I don't know how much there would be out there, though, like um, maybe some of her old costume, I mean costumes from that movie you just mentioned. Um, but... Um, yeah, there wouldn't be, I wouldn't dare say there wouldn't be too much memorabilia out there for Raquel. Well, I wonder. There what, would be some signed stuff, I guess, maybe some signed. Did she do theatre? She did lots of theatre?
0: <laughs> she did Rochelle Rochelle. She did
2: Rochelle Rochelle. She'd,
0: she won a Tony. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so there might be some programs or something, there might be some programs or something like that she would have signed. But, um, yeah, I don't think the, there'll be a massive market for it.
0: Well, her. I wonder if there's anyone out there in Triple M land that's met her. I wish I had. Well, I, I didn't, but well, I loved her. Raquel Welsh eh? Raquel Welsh memorabilia. Is there any out there? One triple three five three is the telephone number. Look, there's plenty of other stuff, Adam, we need to talk about this yes. morning. Plenty of other stuff. I want to hear what's on your mind. Here's one that we did during the week, and I'll reboot this because we had a lot of fun with this, Adam McDonald, mm. because you saw the Queen in Tasmania, but we'll get to that in a second. Yes. Tony Abbott has been asked to speak at the Scots College. And it's angered a lot of parents because uh, of his well-known views on the LGBTQ uh, situation, um, and, uh, and he, the Catholic
2: Church, and and,
0: and he and George Pell, he loved George Pell yes. the most impressive man he'd ever met. He said at his funeral, which I found <laughs> incredible, considering he's met Nelson Mandela. Yeah, you know, it's, but anyway. Um, and then we we talked during the week about Ed Sheeran, who turned up at an Auckland school and did an impromptu concert, yeah. three songs.
2: Very exciting.
0: I to- spoke yesterday about how I remember in primary school, Adam, we had the professional USA touring Coca-Cola yo-yo champions. Oh, yes. Right and on. They were in tracksuits. They were very
2: impressive. Yo-yo, the, the collectible market for yo-yo is still massive. Really? Yes. You pay, pay a couple hundred dollars for a, a, champion, a Russell championship yo-yo. Especially the ones out of the Philippines—they're the most collectible ones. They we'll say made in the Philippines.
0: Is that true? Yeah. Because back in back in my day, I didn't—I never turned pro. No. But I could do rock the cradle. I could do walk the dog. Walk the dog around the world. Yeah, that was
2: about my. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, there was really, really flash yo-yos that the rich kids had, and mm. they were grey on the outside and black in the middle, and they were balanced. They, they were very. Yeah, right. I had a normal uh, red in the middle, white. Yeah. Uh, uh, on the outside. And there were fancy yo-yos as Fenty well. Fanta
2: yo-yos, Sprite yo-yos, yep. Never heard of a Sprite yo yo Yeah, they were. Yeah.
0: But yeah, so we had the United States Coca-Cola professional yo-yo people come to our school.
2: Remember then they brought out the special strings and you get, your, the, you can put a new string on it, you get it in the little plastic bag. And make
0: it spin longer?
2: Yeah.
0: Anyway, so the, you saw the Queen the, in Tasmania. The
2: Queen, we were, um, I was living in Tasmania at the time and I would have been in new Two or three or something like that. I was only a young fella, but um, we didn't really see her. She just drove past our school, like drove down the highway. We're out of Bridgewater, and uh, so we all we all lined the lined the lined the freeway, waved our little Australian flags, and she just just drove drove past very exciting. Is that your story? That's it. You saw the Queen That's drive a, past? Well, I didn't even actually see her. Oh, Apparently Christ. she was in the car.
0: I thought we were going to tickle you up for a better story. Yeah. Who came to your school when you were a kid? Do you remember it? We'll throw, we'll uh, put that one back into the into the mix. One triple three five three is the telephone number. Uh, that gives us enough to start thinking about. If you've got a question for Adam, if you have some old sporting memorabilia, it doesn't have to be sporting, it can
2: be Just anything old. Yeah, anything old. Vintage, collectible, whatever you got. Adam is your man uh, from the
0: now cancelled television show, Aussie Pickers, but to be rebooted. Maybe. And um, he's also head auctioneer at Lawson's. No Michael Hope today. Uh, It's just the two of us. So you need to do some heavy lifting today, Adam.
2: I always do, mate.
0: Okay. You you sure? Yes. All right, then. 133353 is the phone number. Welcome to Fun Friday. It's going to be a hot weekend. Did you hear that? Beautiful. It's going to be a very hot weekend. Good, good weekend for the pool. Pool, yep. And for those who don't have pools, good day for running through the sprinkler. Yep.
2: Yeah, I went to the water slides on the last weekend. Oh,
0: you, you love your water slides. Yes. We'll talk about that. 13353 is the number. Welcome to Fun Friday, Long Neck Friday. You're listening to The Night Shift, The Man Cave, around Australia on the Triple M Network. How good is that song? It's pretty relaxing, isn't it? It's a very good song. And that is Toto here on the night shift with Adam McDonald, the star of the well, nothing now. Sorry, rested. rested. He's, he's just that's on the bench rest. for a while. It's oh, cool it, It's been a very long off season, yes. but, but they're going to reboot you.
2: I'm in training still.
0: You are <laughs> really one triple three five three. Um, we'll, we'll take a break. We'll come back. There's a lot of people online wanting to to have a chat on Fun Friday. It's the man cave. Let's have some fun. Make a smile. Hey. Tell us something we don't know. We love that. Yes. Educate us on something. I wonder if we'll we'll hear from
2: koo She'll be listening. She will be listening. She'll be listening. She probably got something to say about your side saddle story there.
0: I'm just saying, I'm just saying she's tough. Yeah. She is very, very tough. She would have given birth on a horse somewhere between Burke and Toowoomba with cattle. With possibly a rabbit trap on her ankle. <laughs> See, she—that's that, that, how people were back in the day, Adam. Well, you had to be. Her great grandmother murdered somebody. Yep. So she comes from good stock. Good stock. I'm not messing One 1- triple three five three is the telephone number. Oh, Adam, your power pollen, your nature B. It yeah, arrived
2: got, this this week. Yeah, I got a new shipment in. Um and in it, it's the first time I've got it, my hands on the soap. The soap's really nice. It's really subtle. He's giving it away. Yeah. There, it's really, there's really. There's a nice. deal
0: with Power Pollen, the Nature Bee, he's giving away two cakes of the beautiful Manuka, Manuka honey. Manuka honey, yeah. Pollen soap.
2: Yeah, it's really it's really nice. It's really gentle on the skin. It's um and it's not too too fragrant which i which i kind of like um, it's still got a little bit there but it smells like honey yeah but the um yeah the soap's great and i got my new shipment of the capsules which i take religiously every every morning knock a couple of da- couple down with a glass of water and um it sets me up for the whole day
0: granny sue rang during the week mm. and she had to have a procedure an operation well it was more than a procedure it was an operation and she said the doctors were amazed at her age, and how quickly she recovered, and they said, "What's your secret ingredient?" There it is. That's what it is. And she said, "It's this nature bee power pollen." Yeah, it helped me. She said the doctors were. If she rings in, she'll tell you. The doctors. She said her immune system and her body just worked better. Yeah. With the power pollen, so it is nature bee's power pollen. Less than eighty cents a day.
2: It's no money, is it? What, what I mean, what's what's good health worth?
0: Well, it's a, it's health insurance. Yeah. Power pollen. You can grab the big 200-day supply uh, plus delivery and you can get a bonus two-piece pack of pollen and honey soap, which is what we're raving about. Go online. and If you go to powerpollen.com.au, you'll see my face and you'll know you're at the right place. Money back guarantee. What have you got to lose? Powerpollen.com.au. Nature B, me and Adam and Granny Sue. Granny Sue. We love it. Back in a sec. Yeah, Adam McDonald, Luke Boney here. No Michael Hope. Uh so Adam, you're doing heavy lifting today, okay? Yep, no, it's right. all it's all up to you. One triple three five three. if you want to be part of the program, lots to talk about. Tony, good morning. There you go mate. Good thanks, Tony.
2: What's going on, Tony?
3: Oh, well, you're talking about memorabilia and stuff like that, yeah?
0: Yep. Yeah,
3: I've got a bit of a Formula 1 car. uh, Massive accident in the 1987 Austrian Grand Prix.
2: What, you are over there?
3: Yeah, I just happened to be lucky enough to be there at the time.
2: So, and, uh, do you know whose, whose car it
3: was? Yeah, Zach Speed. Yep. Yeah, right. right. Uh, I've got a little piece of red and white material off it. Um, it's really weird because uh, the old days, uh, the track used to go right out the back of the forest. Yeah. Because nowadays they, they, they turn it at the end of the front straight, but... They to slow them down. They put a chicane in the, before they went out the forest, so everyone knew it was going to be a massive accident the first lap, which it did. Mm. And there's Zach Speed got absolutely totally destroyed, right? And there's the crowd just jumped the fence, mate. And there's like three or four groups of people got the whole rear wing. They're swinging it round. They're trying to pitch it over the fence. And my cousin said, <laughs> "Let's go." And I said, "You have got to be kidding me. Get kicked out." He said, "No, no, let's go." So we come through the barrier and. and uh, while they're trying to pinch this whole rear wing and throw it out in you know how you know, big a Formula 1 wing is. It's yeah. quite big. While they're doing all that, we just sort of grabbed a bit and came off in my hand, and I've still got that today, mate. Do you know uh, what it, what part of the car it is? Uh, the part of the rear wing, part of the lower oh, rear yeah, wing. right. Yep. That's uh, still the old Kevlar days before they went carbon fiber.
2: Yeah, right. As far yep. as monetary value, I don't know if there's much there. Um nah, but it's a it's good, good it's no a man. it's a it's a good yarn to tell around the, the water cooler, isn't, isn't it? Very
0: good a great thing to have in your man cave. Yeah, absolutely and just to tell
4: stories.
2: Well, yeah.
0: It's in the man cave. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, yeah good, good stuff.
2: On. Good on you, mate. Good good on you, Tony. That's
0: that's a that's a great story, Tony. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so, well, so long as no um, one was hurt in the crash.
2: Yeah, and no, we don't well, condone okay. Stealing.
3: It, 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 no one got hurt in the crash, but it was a massive, mate. There was bits of cars everywhere. Mm. And we all just sitting there going, oh, my God. And we had to put up with, like, 14,000 Germans the night before in the campground. <laughs> um, on the drink? Something, something, there, something there, bloody, uh, what do you call them, the, the, the big bass boomers going all night. And we... No, no man, it was a great. It was a great event. It was really good to be part of, and you know, I got a little souvenir of it. Man. Yeah,
0: good one.
3: Thank, thanks for taking right, my call,
0: no no, no, man, Tony. Tony, t- 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 that is an excellent. In fact, that, that, in fact, there you go. That gets that gets a round of applause from our studio audience on the man cave on Friday. That's a very very good story. Thank you. Oh, oh, thanks,
2: folks. Thank, thank you. Appreciate. It. Have okay. a good night. You too. Back in the day when um, mm. security and safety weren't as um, yeah, weren't as prevalent as they are these days. Yeah, so you could jump the fence and uh, go and pinch a bit of the bit of the car. But good on him! I reckon it's a great idea.
0: Back in the day, uh, you could jump the fence and uh, pitch invasions were everywhere, especially in cricket. If someone scored a century, yeah. Um, at, rug- at rugby league matches, you look at those old that old yeah. footage of rugby league matches, and the, the crowd—it was just part of the, part of the thing. He jumped the fence and ran on and tried to shake hands yeah, with
2: him. Yeah, yeah, go and pat him on the back. Yeah. He, wow.
0: Now you get banned for life. you' get,
2: get totally snapped in half by big security guards. <laughs> <laughs> come and tackling, tackling you.
0: one is the telephone number. Uh, Julie's on the Central Coast. G'day, Jules.
5: Hello.
6: Welcome to the Man
0: Cave. Hello.
5: How are
0: you? We're what going is- great. How come you're up? What do you do?
5: All right. So um, you guys were talking about earlier about um, people coming to your school, the yep, famous yep, people. Yeah.
0: Um, you, can, we- you can't beat the US Coca-Cola <laughs> yo-yo champions, can you?
5: I'm sorry, I can't. But no. if I do, what I did see, um, do you remember The Biggest Loser TV show?
2: Yes. Yeah.
5: Yeah, the um, commando came to our school once.
2: What was he there for? Just to give his all... Oh, the, just,
5: just on the motivational speaker. But like, he's son, on everything.
2: Yeah, he was very tough and
0: very cool.
5: Oh, yes. Especially like seeing him like in the flesh. <laughs> it was very interesting. Did, uh, what
0: year were you in?
5: Oh, I was in about... Um, I was in high school. Yeah. Sorry about year
0: nine. And all your girlfriends, did you all think he was a bit dishy? Uh sorry? Did you all think he was dishy. is that a, is that a... that's not old...
2: that's not a word.
0: That's an old fashioned word, <laughs> no, isn't it's it? That's not. Sorry
5: yeah. about sorry yeah, about my young mate down, there, Julie. Dishy. <laughs> bit too young. dishy. So like oh <laughs> I mean I uh, fishy you meant. Sorry, I thought you said something else.
2: Dish uh, dishy. dishy. Like yeah, he's... fishy
5: No, uh, no, he was just like stoic, I guess.
2: Yeah, right. So exactly how he came across. It was exactly how he yeah. was on the TV show.
5: Exactly, exactly how he came out TV show. He was standing in sunglasses, like arms crossed, everything. Yeah. The whole nine
2: yards. He didn't, um, I don't know, personality wise.
0: Yeah.
5: Yeah, no, he was, he was completely like monotone the whole time. He had, was excited really to be there. He had a
0: relationship <laughs> with the other. Was she also on Biggest Loser? No,
5: she wasn't there.
0: Who, what was her name?
5: I don't remember. Yeah, she was.
0: They were the, like the two fittest people in Australia yeah. in a relationship. And, and yeah, you know, like I used to think, I didn't want to think about it. <laughs> but no. you thought about commando <laughs> and this, I've forgotten. And, and they were the two fit. And, and you'd think of them together and you'd just think sawdust, wouldn't you? I mean, that's <laughs> fair, fair thing. You. Anyway, um, you'd never heard the word dishy. No. Okay. No. no. The British Prime Minister, his name is Rishi Sunak, and he's very, very good-looking, and they call him Dishy Rishi.
2: Ah. They do. That's that's English people. They don't count, Luke.
0: Have you never heard of that?
2: No, No, never heard of it. And
0: and, and I've got to say this, 13353, if anyone can help me out here, Granny Sue, you'd back me on this, only men are referred to as Dishy. Women aren't Dishy. Men are.
5: I would not know, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and he, Sorry about that, Jules.
5: Uh, uh, oh, no, it's all right.
0: And, and the and the British Prime Minister, mm-hmm. Rishi Sunak, is known as Dishy Rishi.
5: Ah,
0: okay, that's
5: an interesting name for him.
0: Thanks, thanks for your call, Jules. No worries.
5: Thank you. Thank you for having me tonight. Oh
0: no, thank you. Uh, what you? What you? It's going to be very, very hot this weekend. You're going to stay, stay cool.
5: Yeah, I live near a beach,
0: so I'm pretty good. Yeah, just live
5: at the beach. Yeah, well,
0: thank you guys very much. No worries, Thank you, George. Speaking of beaches, there is a massive drama going on, not just here in Australia but overseas, but particularly here in Australia with these cabanas.
2: Yeah, I saw this. I don't know. Who who has cabanas? Okay.
0: I'm not going to give the brand a plug unless Mm. they, you know,
2: but sling you
0: something. But they but there is one particular brand, it's an Australian mm. invention. And they've got four legs. You put it up. It's a bit it's a tense kind of thing. Sure. And it's a cool cabana. I think that's what it's called. And um when we went when I was on holidays bef- uh, over Christmas before I came back, we went to the beach nearly every day and we went very, very early. We were, like we were back home by ten. Mm-hmm. But a couple of times we went down there to meet some people for lunch, and the beach was completely overrun by these cabanas. Now, so you would sit yourself down. We've got two little fold-out chairs. I'm getting old. I sit in a little chair now and I read my book. Yeah. Next thing you know, these people come in front of you, put up this tent city. Yeah. And your view is gone. I don't get it. Nikki's nephew, Jake, his name is, he was saying it's a problem on the beach heat patrols because the lifesavers have got a problem getting to the beach.
2: And you can't see. And you can't see. Yeah, what's happening in the water.
0: And so there's now a call to ban them. Now, we, we've been told for years to slip, slop, slap, stay out of the sun. Sure. And these cabanas help people stay out of the sun, but they're taking over the beach.
2: Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> there's got to be a, a, a sort of a halfway ground. Whatever happened to the, just like the little umbrella well, that's over now, mate. Well, I, I, I've never seen these, these cabanas. I've, I don't know we what they are. we don't beaches. go to the beach.
0: I, I can tell. Yeah. Well, you're as pink as a baby's bottom,
2: mate. Top, <laughs> I was at the water slides on the weekend. And the top hey, of hey. your head reminds me of, of...
0: But I'm just saying, if you went to the beach, uh, to, you watch this weekend, the cabanas, the, the cool cabanas will be out, and it's like a city. And it's, Yeah, right. It, so I am predicting that councils will bring in their own rules and they'll probably say cabana's this end of the beach.
2: Oh uh, yeah, sure.
0: Or they'll draw a line and
2: say cabana's at the back end. Yeah, you can't have them too close to the water. I don't
0: know where you draw the line because tides come and go, <laughs> but um, there will be a line. There'll be a cabana line.
2: Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I see like taking a big cabana to the beach. It's like, it's like taking a stereo to the beach. If you take a stereo to the beach, you're missing the point. You're
0: absolutely right. And the people, and they fill these cabanas. These people, yeah. And they've got their
2: boom boxes. Crazy. And it ruins your day. Ruins everybody's day. That's Ru- right. Ruins your day. I bet they're playing reggae. Yes, they are the yeah. bastards. God, I hate reggae.
0: I hate reggae too. <laughs> One, triple, three. Oh, guess what? Look. <laughs> What's coming up? Look, next? look. look. <laughs> this is, <laughs> Oh, get that cabana out of here! Move that cabana! Move that cabana now! <laughs> You're listening to the Night Shift Triple M, The Man Cave. I had no idea this was next. <laughs> I had no idea that was the next song. But there you, are. there you are. Get those cabanas out of here. The thing is, you do want to protect yourself from the sun. But yeah. there's Bob Marley, died of a melanoma. There you
2: go.
0: Yeah, a ref. A, what do you call it? A rough, ref, A refuse. A, ref, a, re, a reggae person. What do you call it? Rastafarian. A Rastafarian. Wow. A Rastafarian <laughs> man. <laughs> And um, but the, you know, dark skin, mm. and he had a melanoma between his toes.
2: In that's, his toe, that's right.
0: And that's so the sun can get you. So maybe these cabanas are a good thing. Look, maybe,
2: I, fear, I feel for it. I'm a ginger, like you are a ginger. I get, uh, I get, I can get sunburn at night.
0: One triple three five three is the telephone number. Uh, Tom, good morning.
1: Hello, Luke. How are you? Oh, we're fantastic. Welcome to the man cave. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be in the man cave. It's the bestest program on Triple M. <laughs> What's going on, Tom? Um, I'm very excited because I just bought. Well, I, I, I um, I got it from a Santos Tour in Adelaide. I bought. Oh, I, I got it given to me by um, the Lotto Jumbo team from the UCI World Tour cycling. Yeah, what did you get? I'm um, a hat, all signed by the team. That was pretty cool. So yeah, that was done so much my my piece of m- m- memorabilia. It's pretty cool. So yeah,
2: very cool. What was the cycling
1: team? Um, Lotto Jumbo, there used to be Lotto Benesol, but they're Lotto Jumbo now, so yeah.
2: Yeah, right. What does a, a cycling team do? You help, like, how, how do you have a team in cycling?
1: Um, I think you just, um, just, I think it was just like a hat where you, the wire did actually wear it, so it was really, really good, it actually came out to, it to me, I was like, oh my God, it was so cool, so yeah.
2: Yeah, it's good to get get all the signatures on it, I mean, and not, go
1: ahead. I I got another thing uh, signed by Cadell Evans, a drink bottle that I got given at the same race. I think it was back in 2004. And he threw it at me. I thought, oh my God, I got it, so I got it. it was so cool.
2: Yeah, good one. Cadell's, um, he was at the top of the game for a very long time, wasn't he? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he, he's the best ever, I think. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I got also, last one, sorry, Um, I got a 987 Formula 1, 994 uh, Formula 1 ETH and center Car and Diecast. So it's like a 994, he probably would have crashed at Imola, so the track.
2: Yeah right. What size is the What size is the
1: diecast car? Uh, One eighteen. One eighteen. Yeah right. It's the best car ever. I love Senna. He's a legend.
2: <laughs> that's that's great. I mean, cycling's yeah. not cycling's not a huge sport in Australia, but around the world, it's massive, isn't mm. it? Like the Tour de France and um, all across Europe, there's some some all big. All the cycling is massive races, in yeah. Europe.
1: Yeah. And um, my, um, my grandpa loves Swift Grow. He, uh, he, he, I haven't bought it for him yet. But I know he'll actually love it, so I'm going to get all of that for his birthday this year. It's going to be pretty cool. So,
2: yeah. Yeah, good one.
1: He will love Swift yeah. Grow. Yeah, he's a gardener. He got one over a couple of vendors last year. He, he uh, accidentally got hit by a car. It's okay now, and he's just, he loves his garden. He's got a massive garden. It's so that, cool. So he hasn't used it yet? Uh, he hasn't got it. I haven't bought it for him yet, but I'd love to. I'm going to pocket money and get it for him. It, you don't need yeah. much
0: pocket money. Swift Grow is the best thing. Yeah. Do you know Hopi is um, talking to Joe? I think Joe's going up to Hope Estate next weekend. Yeah. Wow. And uh, Michael is going to um, do the whole big grass amphitheater in front of the stage. Yeah. And I think he's going to do a couple of acres of grapes. Yeah. And he's going to do a before and after valuation. He's he's starting on his Swift Grow experiment next weekend. Beautiful, Swift Grow. It is the best natural. Well, I think it's the best fertilizer. Just well anywhere, anywhere. But it's environmentally friendly. He's won environmental awards. Swift Grow, and we're in for a long dry year, according to Gavin Morris. And Swift Grow does what nature does. It keeps the moisture in your garden and releases it when it's necessary. It keeps lawns and plants greener for longer. Plants flower for longer. It is an award-winning fertilizer. Swift Grow. Uh, you buy one. No, it's you buy f- four one liters. Four one liters. Four one litres of Swift Grow, and you get the two 250 mils of the Swift Fort. The Swift Fort is for your hose. No. No.
2: No. Swift. Thanks, Adam. Well, that's what I got. I got the the applicator. There's an applicator. For the 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 garden. The orange applicator. For your lawn,
0: yeah. The Swift Fort, you put in with the Swift Grow, Mm -hmm. and it boosts it, but it keeps aphids and bugs away. Yeah, right. That's what Swift Fort does. But the applicator, that's very good, Adam. It clicks onto your hose, onto your Aussie hose. Uh, How's that?
2: How am I going? Swift grow like, it's like power pollen for the soil. That's right? what it is. Isn't
0: it? If it's green and it grows, you need swift grow. We had a big promotion this week because of Valentine's Day. Have I told you my Valentine's Day swift grow jingle? I'm no. an ideas man. Here we go. I am fair him an ideas man. This, this was for Tuesday, for Valentine's mm, Day, yeah. and the, the, but the deal's continuing this week. Roses are red, violets are blue. It may sound a bit fishy,
2: but I grew them with poo. That's genius! You got to reel him in, Thomas. What's going on here? This is what happens when I'm not here.
0: Take a break. Be back. And Adam McDonald, brother Adam McDonald, uh, cornerstone of the man cave here on the night shift every Friday. One um, triple three five three is the telephone number. Who came to your school? Were they a guest speaker? Did they impress you? Did 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 their very presence stay with you? Right into your adulthood, or were they a dud? One triple three five three is the telephone number. Um, what else was there? I wanted to talk to you about. Um, there's a lot of talk now that interest rates have gone up again. Yeah, nine times in a row. And will Philip Lowe, the governor of the of the Reserve Bank, pull things up next month? From what he said under the Senate inquiry the other day, no, he said he doesn't. Do things because he wants to cause hurt. He's doing it because they he, have to be done. These things have to be done. Um, so he, here's the thing we now see more and more young Australians moving back in with mum and dad mm-hmm. to try and save money. And um, even if my kids did all move back in with me, heaven forbid, because <laughs> I'm so pleased that they're gone. It's great to see them on weekends <laughs> for a little while. But um, When they all lived, when they lived at home, they were shit. Mm. They didn't give a shit about anyone else who lived in the house. The house was a mess, a wreck. The bathroom was a shit fight. And, um, you you love them, but it's good to see them go. But that's just me. A lot of my listeners would love to have their kids move back in with them. Um, there's a lot of debate going on at the moment. There was a mother who went, I don't know why these people go online to ask questions, but they do. And thank God, because that gives us something to talk about. It
2: gives us something to talk about. Exactly. But
0: a particular mother has sparked debate. She's asking how much rent should she charge her adult son? Now, the adult son has a job. He earns $32,500 a year. Uh, it's his first job after graduating from, from uni. Um, he owns a car. To get to work, mum said. But mum said, I buy all the food. I do all the cooking. Sometimes he'll help prep. Sometimes he'll help stack or unstack the dishwasher. Yeah. He will hang washing out and take it back and vacuum if I ask. But she said all her friends are saying she should be charging him rent or board.
2: You should be, absolutely. She doesn't want to. Well, I think it puts you, put you in good stead for real life. Like you get used to these bills have to be paid. You have to have so much money going out of your accounts every week. I think it's, um, I think it's a great thing. I, uh, was, ju- I was just um, joking with Wonderboy that now he's got a job. On how old's team. Wonderboy
0: now? 15. God, I knew him when he was nine.
2: Yeah. Um, I was going to start stamping him, for 10. <laughs> St- stamping him for some board. He, how um, old is he? 15. And he has a job? He's got a job. Part works, time, yeah, part time. Works three three days a week.
0: So he works three days a week. And you're going to you're going to hook into him for how much? Forty bucks. How much is he uh, is he earning?
2: Yeah, he, he, he'll be able to afford that.
0: No how much knows. is he earning for, for three days a week?
2: Uh, I think just under two hundred.
0: He gets two hundred a week. Yeah, and you're going to hit him up for forty. Yeah,
2: and th- this kid's 50, this, this kid's fifteen. You should see the the food bill. Yeah, yeah. Because because Wonder Boy. He's with me for a week and then he's back with his mother for a week. Then he's with me for a week. So my grocery bill goes up an extra $200 when he's in the house. Okay. Because all he does is eat. Okay.
0: So you're going to take 40 out of his 200. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I had a mate who took board from his son yeah. when he was uh, in his first year doing an electrical apprenticeship and uh, he went next to nothing. Sure. And what he did was he saved
2: it for him, and then gave it back. And to And gave it back to That's him. That's a good idea. I think it's good. It's Would good you to, do that? Yeah, I think it's it's a good 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 thing because it puts it sets you up for life. Like you know you have to have you, you have to pay your own way. But otherwise we are up raising these snowflakes that are just living living large and not paying for anything. And and um, yeah, I think it's ridiculous. I think if you if you're earning, you you got to earn your keep. We pay for your keep.
0: Uh, you just, okay, now you just said snowflakes. Mm. Are we raising a nation of snowflakes? Is one of our topics on the man cave this morning? Sure. Have are we? Yeah. If if you invite the kids to come back to live with you because they're doing it tough and you don't charge them rent, are you just enti- entitling them to to have this? They just believe that they are entitled to everything.
2: That's right. So you can just fall back, oh, don't worry, mum and dad will sort it out. I don't have to really, you know, change my job or, or try harder or try and earn some extra money because um, I can just I guess, go back and live with mum and dad.
0: We have got a number of generations. There's Z. there's Y, there's millennials who have all been through school where you get a prize or a trophy for just participating. Sure. Where you're not told the word no. Teachers are told not to mark books with a red pen, Adam, because it's an aggressive colour. I'm not kidding.
2: This is ridiculous.
0: We've, we've talked about this. Yeah. There was one lady who was told by, this is primary school, was told by the teacher that she was not allowed to let her little boy have a birthday party unless he invited the whole class.
2: Yeah.
0: He had to invite the whole class or not at all. And I said, a teacher can't tell you.
2: I'm going to tell you what you're doing on the weekend.
0: Well, no, but the teacher said it's 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 a policy. You've got to invite the whole class because kids What
2: if little Johnny's a dickhead and you don't want him at your party? Exactly.
0: The other thing is at this particular party, this person was told that if you play past the parcel, there has to be a prize under every
2: layer <laughs> of wrapping paper so that no one misses out.
7: Yeah.
2: I'm all for missing out or people missing out. You know, then otherwise it's, you got to get the highs and lows of life. Like you don't, if you just always, you'll get a prize here, you don't have to pay here. It's just, how are you going to know when when you are getting something nice happen for you if you don't see the bad side?
0: The thing that concerns me is if you've gone through all your childhood, never being told no, getting a massive rap for just participating, not actually achieving anything, mm. um, how is that going to... F- come back on you when you're an adult and you're in the workforce and the work or the job you're doing isn't up to scratch and your boss says, sorry, Adam. You're gone. That, well, no, you, you only have three warnings. You get you, Everyone gets three warnings these days unless it's theft or illegal activity. Sure. But you get three warnings. But sorry, Adam, uh, your job description is this. You didn't do that properly and you go home wounded. It's the first time you've ever been told that, you're not doing a, a good
2: exactly, job. Exactly right.
0: There was a story yep. um, that we covered this week that um, there was a study of medical students in uh, s- uh, South, uh, South, South Australia. South Australia, yeah. And they were asked, because because uh, they there are young medical students who are, are dropping out, and they were asked, are you considering dropping out of medicine they didn't, but they, they were asked, were well, you considering it? And a show of hands. And do you feel bullied uh, on the training? And, um, and most of them, I think four out of five, put their hands up and said that they felt harassed and bullied by their superiors while they're doing their medical training. And um, I thought, is there anything to this? So I went to the no bullshit doctor, Dr. Philip Norrie. Yes. Who was a teaching doctor. Yep. He is a senior doctor, um, lecturer at the University of New South Wales, and he's been a practicing GP for 45 years. Mm -hmm. But he's also still teaching students. And I asked him, I said, are these kids under duress? Is it a mental strain? Are they being bullied by their superiors? Or is the standard of medicine and training in Australia a high standard, and that and that high standard has to be maintained. That's exactly what you have to do. The the standard, and some of these young medical students don't want to work a 40-hour week.
2: Yeah.
0: And um, they're finding it really, really tough. Is this a way of weeding out softcocks, or are they genuinely being harassed? Here's what Dr. Philip Norrie had to say about all of this earlier in the week.
8: Personally, I think a lot of them are snowflakes. I mean, I was bullied, for God's sake. I'm bald. I was prematurely bald. Um, People made fun of it. Get over it. Move on. Um, The senior doctors are maintaining the very high standards of the Australian medical profession. Australia has very high standards. Why should we lower them? So they're trying to protect the standards standards of the colleges and um, I'm for that. I mean, we've got too much of this um, lowering of standards just to comply with the... um, People who don't want to push themselves and
2: work harder. So... Yeah, I've, I think he's nailed it there. I can tell you a story. When I was doing my um, bricklayer apprenticeship, I was sharing a house with a chef.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and now chef, you, can, you know what the, 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 what the chef game's like, and he, he was in fine dining, so he, he was doing his apprenticeship at one of Sydney's best restaurants mm-hmm. over there in Double Bay, and they would make him work double shifts, 6 a.m. Mm. till midnight. Mm. Three nights a week.
0: Well, a lot of chefs work
2: double shifts. Yeah, but he during his apprenticeship he yeah. would do it three or four times a week, and yeah. we were living in the city. And I would get up to go to work, and he'd be going to work, and then I'd come home, and he'd come home at midnight, and he'd fall asleep in his car, and then mm. I'd get up the next day to tap on his window, and I'd go, "Chef, you got to go back to work." Mm. Now this guy now oversees forty five restaurants. He's one of Sydney's best chefs. He he runs his um yeah he's the sous chef at probably Sydney's be- best restaurant. And uh, and he worked for it. Like, he, he got flogged and got bullied and got pushed around and he got swore at and, and all this stuff. But he, that made him the chef he is today. So here's a question. Do you need to bully? Is it okay to bully? Define bullying, though. Like, to say, hurry up, That the job you're doing is shit. Is that bullying? Or it's just being, or it's just being straight up and down instead of, oh... Hang on, hang on, darling. Why don't we just try this way instead of the way you're doing? It? No, it's shit. Send it back to the kitchen and do it again. So do the, it how
0: it's supposed to be done. So, getting back to the doctors, the young doctors that do drop out, mm. are they doctors we didn't want in the system in the first place? I think
2: the, I think the, 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 as um Dr. Norrie said, the the Australian medical um standards standards is extremely high and it needs to be extremely high and it's great that it's extremely high and that's what you need to do. You need to weed out the soft. It's not an easy job. It's not an easy job at all. You've got, you know, dealing with sickness and injuries, and and if you if you're going but to in be in the
0: emergency big... department, you've yeah. got to be
2: bang exactly right, and you've got to be fast. You've got to be quick. You've got to be precise with what decisions you're making because you're taking people's lives in hands. And if mm. you can't handle the heat, get the f out of the kitchen. And not I'm the I'm sorry.
0: And not the kitchen at Double Bay. No, not because no, that'll kill you.
2: That will kill you. Chef
0: will. One triple three five three is the telephone number. Are we raising a nation of snowflakes? One triple three five three. This mother should she be charging her son board?
2: The answer is yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely yes.
0: Even if it's just a little
2: bit. I was charged as soon as I got a job, my first apprenticeship. As soon as I got a job and I was living at home, I was charged board. Me it too. Wasn't, it wasn't much, but, it, but we got it. it the, as soon as the old man said, "If you're not at school and you're earning coin, you have to pay."
0: My first job, sixteen and a little bit, um, running mail around Sydney for uh, Radio Two GB in Sydney. Sixty-four dollars sixty a week. Not M- bad. Mum took twenty. Yeah, there you go. But I didn't blink because all my mates who'd left school early because I left in year eleven, but a lot of my mates who'd left in year ten to get apprenticeships, mm. their mum took a third as well. Yeah, it was just the common thing. There it, 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 it was no debate.
2: No, that's that's what it, it is. What it
0: mum is. Mum took a third. I, I was on sixty-four sixty. Mum took twenty. Yeah,
2: clear enough.
0: This mother is saying, "I don't want to charge my son board. He's an adult. He's got his first job." And she wants to help him save for a house, so that's why I
2: mean, he's. I can, I can get the getting into the to, to the real estate market is is really tough these days, um, especially for young young people. But you've still got to pay your way. You've still got to pay.
0: Jared's online.
9: Jared, Jared. Hey, how you going, Luke? Good day, Jared. Jared from Geelong. Yes, uh, Jared. Uh, we're talking about snowflakes and all that sort of stuff. But... Yeah,
0: Jared. Could, could, are we on speakerphone? Yes, mate. Yeah, take, take it off speakerphone. Talk into the phone for me, will you?
9: Yes, mate. Um, can you hear me now? It's like? a little bit better. Yeah, a go. A little bit better. Yeah. Um, son, Yeah. The eldest son, well, my eldest child is 28. got two kids to one chick, one to another, married one, and um, he's living with his mum. No rent. Doesn't pay anything.
0: Yeah. Um, does he have a full time job?
9: He has a job. He's a he works with kids, social worker. Okay.
0: Anyway, I don't care what he does. He has a full time job. He lives with his mum and doesn't pay a cent of rent.
9: Full time, not a full time job. Oh, okay. Look, this is this is now this is where it gets confused with uh, full time employment or you're an employed person where you're you pay the high rate of um, an hourly rate, but you don't actually. Worked more than three days a week.
0: Okay, okay, Jared. Should somebody who earns money and living with mum and dad pay rent?
9: There's the question. Definitely, mate. Definitely.
0: Good on you, Jared. Thanks for your call, mate. One triple three five three. I'll let Jared go. I think he's enjoying himself a bit this morning. Um, Steve is online. G'day, Steve. Good morning to the boner and the big (laughs) back. Hey, what's going on? He's a big back with special sauce.
10: That sounds like a good Saturday
0: two,
2: night, sit two, down with a boner and a big back.
0: Two or beef pay special sauce, those cheese pickles and onions.
2: On a exactly. sesame seed bun. On a sesame bun. seed bun. Yes. What are you doing, yeah. Steve? What's going on?
10: Well, back in 1980, we had Bob Hawke at our
2: school.
0: Oh, yeah. what a, what a uh, legend. Uh, let me just say uh, this to you. That, that's but, all I got. The,
10: the best thing was I was the one that organised it because my uncle was in parliament with him.
0: Who was your uncle? John Brown. Oh, John John Brown, minister for sport, I think. That's him for sport and um, yeah. tourism and recreation. Exactly, and he and John Brown uh, did not much for the PR for koalas. He said they stink. Yeah, scratch and stink and piddle and things. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> your uncle was John Brown.
10: Yes, and it was actually I was I was working in London at the Dorchester Hotel. Yeah. And uh, got to meet Raquel Welsh. Well, there, double up. And tell you what, she was a good sort. Yeah, right, better in the flesh. Oh, unbelievable. The the knees went weak on me and I was dribbling like a little four-year-old.
2: So what did did Bob Hawke come to the school for? Did you give it like a... Well, we were doing social studies and we were doing politics. And, you know,
10: me crawling up to the teacher trying to get some extra marks said, Oh, you know, my uncles in the the Labour Party and all this sort of stuff and everything. So I organised for him to come in and speak. But he was with Bob Hawke at the time and he says, is it okay if I
2: bring Bob with me? (laughs) One of our more more charismatic Prime Ministers, wasn't he?
10: He was good. He was really, he related to the kids. Like, oh, this was, I was a year eight. And um, you could actually relate, because we didn't know politicians, were we? Just thought there were these goons that were on TV that our parents told light a
0: lot. Well, I'd say Bob Hawke, because of course he was the leader of the ACTU for many, many years. So he was the working class hero. But when he was elected, um, I got f- I, This is only my opinion. He was a man for all people. Both sides, punters on both sides of politics, yep. tended to love him. He had the touch.
2: Yeah, the, the common man. He touch. had
0: the co- and so did John Brown. By the yep. way, John Brown was he your father or your mother's brother?
2: My mother's brother,
0: your mother's brother, and Auntie Jan, his wife. Did you know? Did, did, did you did you know her very much, Jan Murray? Yeah,
10: yeah, yeah. yeah, we used to spend a lot of time with. her. Did you
0: see the sixty minutes story on Jan Murray and your uncle John?
10: I didn't see. Okay, it. I, okay.
0: how old are you? Praying
10: about it. Me,
0: fifty six. Okay, you're ready for it. I, I, I want <laughs> you, I want you to Google John Brown, Jan Murray, sixty minutes. Okay. Yep, I'll do that. Where she admitted. Can I say this? It's his, his, oh, his, I don't
2: know.
0: You're pulling out—it's common knowledge.
2: Cobwebs from poor Stevie's.
0: It's common knowledge, closet. but it's the man cave, and and you can't mention John Brown without talking about this. So John Brown, the piddling koala minister for sport and tourism, had a very very outspoken wife in Jan Murray. Yeah, correct. Yes. Did you know Annie Jan? Oh yeah. Well, well, I don't know if I should say this. He's fifty something. It's public knowledge. Right, I spit it out. Well, she admitted because I actually saw the desk because it's it in the old Parliament House, and she said that. Uh, do you know where let, I'm going? Do you
10: know where I'm going? Yeah, let me tell you how I found this out. Okay, All right. I was working at the Dorchester Hotel in London. Yeah, there was a group there from the South Australian government doing some. I don't
0: know. Fact-finding. Fact-finding machine, yeah. Thanks to the taxpayer. Anyway, they've
10: come, in, they've come into the kitchen and the head chef's pointed out and said, oh, that's he's an Australian over there. And I've said, oh, yeah, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. Who are you from? He says, oh, yeah, South Australian government. I said, oh, my uncle's a minister. And he said, who's that? He said, John Brown. He said, oh, the wife bonker on the bench.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay, I was being gentle. Obviously, Stevie here is across it. Sure. So, John Brown. Jan Murray, who, by the way, she was on Beauty and the Beast with Stan Zamanik a lot, and uh, and they and they love to hate each other. Stan used to go for it. She goes on sixty minutes, and she admitted that she'd had sex with the minister John Brown on his desk
2: in Parliament House, and
0: left her underpants in his ashtray.
10: <laughs> yes, it's very famous. It's Is that true? Time. Is tra- that true? Tra- tra- is that oh, yeah, we used to rip her off at Christmas time about him Forever. <laughs> she was getting undies for Christmas. Yeah, that's a good
0: gag. She left her underwear in your uncle's ashtray.
10: Yes. Oh, and Adam. Oh, yes. One other thing. My, my dearly departed mum, mm. um, just before she passed away, one Christmas she came in with this box for me. Yeah. And she's handed it to me. She'd been for 40 years collecting all the limited edition matchbox cars. Wow, and there must be oh, there's got to be over two hundred
2: of them in there. Yeah, right. All still in she, the boxes. Untouched. Yes, she she
10: gave them gave to me and to my brother. She bought two of each. Yeah, my brother let his girls and that take
2: them out and play with oh, them. Oh no, take it out of the boxes. No, you've done it right. You've done it right. What is it with people from Newcastle and Matchbox cars? We're we'll talking someone. It's, it's true, last yeah. week, um, Ashley that sent sent one down with Hobie. Um, oh, okay. That's right. Yeah, um, well, yeah, I'm, look. I'm
10: actually from Sydney. I've just been up here now for
2: yeah. yeah it's God's country thing. up there. I love it. Um, look with the match with the Matchbox cars. Um, I'd love to have a look at them if you can. You can get me on Instagram. What's it honestly worth? And I can see what you're sort of talking about. But Matchbox very very collectible, especially in the box. Why would your brother open them? Toys aren't made for. Children.
0: Not, there's a Seinfeld episode on that, yeah, there is. where this this girl that Jerry Seinfeld was interested in had this amazing collection of toys in yep. mint condition. And she wouldn't let Jerry play with him. Until he... And he drugged
2: her. He drugged her. He
0: made him. her eat turkey and red wine. <laughs> yes. That's and they wait for her to fall asleep. asleep and then they play <laughs> with the toys. That's a terrible... You can't drug somebody to play with toys. <laughs> that, that's a really really bad episode. Anyway, hey, Steve, thanks very much and thanks for the story about your uncle. Yeah, good on you, Stevie. Listen,
10: thank you for your entertainment, boys. You're doing well.
0: Cheers, mate. John Brown and Jan Murray. There you go. What do they do in Parliament all day? They bonk on the table. Obviously.
2: obviously. They
0: do to each other what they're doing to the country. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess the question is is bullying, when is bullying just being tough and teaching someone the right way? And when it comes to medicine, there's no.
2: Halfway, no, you've got to be it, it, all. You've got to be all, all in there, and you've got to have your wits about you. Um, yeah, I think it's. A, I don't think it's bullying. I think it's just weeding out the, weeding out the weak.
0: Okay, is it bullying or is it tough love? One triple three five three. I would imagine even if you're um, teaching a young kid to be an electrician, you can't muck around with electricity. No, there is a right way or, and a wrong way. That's right. You can't say, oh, that blue wire should have been where the green wire went, but don't worry about it. You know, yeah. and if they make a mistake once, you teach them. If they do it two or three times, it could cost somebody their life.
2: That's right. And a house could burn down. The, the, the ramifications are massive.
0: Are we raising a nation of snowflakes and soft cocks? 133353 is the telephone number. When is tough love bullying? And this woman, she has sparked massive debate. Her son only earns or earns 32K.
2: It's not, it's not much. It's not much at all.
0: And she's saying she doesn't want to charge him rent. Well then he's just gonna think life's free, isn't he? Yeah. She wants to help her son save for a house, can I just say at thirty two K You're she, not safe? She, shit. He, 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 probably by the year uh, thirty, forty nine, yes. he may be able to afford a carport in Sydney. One triple three five three is the telephone number. And then just getting back to that previous caller from Newcastle, lovely bloke. Yep. With his famous uncle. Oh, yes John Brown. And here's me slowly dancing around the Jan Murray story because I didn't want to upset him. <laughs> yes. And he knew he knew all about
2: hey, it. How could he not know about of it? Of course he knew about it.
0: 13353 is the telephone number. Um Adam McDonald is with me. Uh, no Michael today. Michael had other things to do. But um Adam's got plenty to offer here this morning. One triple three five three. You can email us, nightshift at triple m dot com dot AU. Are you a snorer? Do you suffer from sleep apnea? And are you annoyed at the cost of CPAP treatment? You really do need to speak to the experts at Sove, S-O-V-E, Sove CPAP Clinic. They are a leader in the treatment of sleep apnea. And they offer a lowest price guarantee. And they offer affordable, interest-free CPAP payment plans for just a dollar up front and between $25 and $45 fortnightly for three years. It's less than $3.50 a day. Visit Sove, S-O-V-E, Sove, CPAP clinic today. And here it is. You go to the. CPAP Clinic. There is a the in front of it. The cpapclinic.com.au or call 1300 76 CPAP is used for the treatment of obstructive sleep apnea. Always follow the directions for use. When considering whether CPAP treatment is right for you, consult your doctor for advice. Payment plans available for approved applicants only. Fees, terms, conditions, minimum amounts, and exclusions apply. The CPAP, remember there is a the in front of it. The CPAPclinic.com.au. Quick break, be back. It's the Man Cave on Long Neck Friday. It is February 17. Adam McDonald is with me. Um, Bill is online from South Melbourne. G'day, Billy boy. Good evening, guys. How are you tonight?
2: What's going on, Bill? Look, thanks for the program, guys. It's great to hear
11: some quality late at night. It's not quality. Um, It's crap. It's (laughs) crap.
0: <laughs> and, and we know it. Don't try and don't try and sidle up to me for some freebies. Look, I
11: was I was referring to the to the radio signal because you know when you listen to the AM ah, exactly, right, thank you, car. right, <laughs>
0: quality quality signal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we know that the cr- the program is crap. Okay, so don't. All right. No, in no fa- it's all in, in fact, as young Ash once said,
5: it's the most unhinged radio I have ever heard in my entire life.
0: <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> love it, love it.
5: Well, I, I rag initially
11: just to help you out with some segues because um, Rihanna at the Super Bowl being pregnant mm. and the, the other segues is Raquel. Raquel Welsh in that famous photo with her deerskin bikini, mm. that iconic shot, mm-hmm. she was a single mum with two kids when she took that photo.
2: Oh, so, oh Raquel was. There yeah,
11: you go. Single mum with two kids and of course... Serena Williams, going back to the, the sporting uh, segue, she won the Australian Open while she was pregnant.
0: She was really? pregnant? She was pregnant, apparently. See, I am not giving up my seat on a bus or a train <laughs> for a pregnant woman ever again. Because and, the, and, and they can thank Rihanna and Serena Williams. Exactly. Exactly. I, I knew a lady. They who... want wanted to do away with a glass ceiling. No problem. <laughs> I knew a lady. She owned a restaurant.
11: She went back to work the day after giving birth.
2: Well, we.
11: That's. And she t- said to me, the next time she'll do it, pregnancy is not a sickness. She'll go back the same day. <laughs> <laughs> but look, all power to them. They are the strongest sex, I reckon. Are they? Why? I I agree. Well, I they agree. Can, they can do these things, and you know they're just built. They're just built stronger to last longer. They outlive us.
2: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we men can make some pretty interesting life choices though I think that you've that's got to take that into thing. account You're right
11: that's very intuitive you guys are very intuitive I'm impressed <laughs> Adam tell me tell me about this memorabilia um,
0: do um, that my missus is so tough she gargles peanut butter <laughs> I love it
11: well the segue there with the medical the medical advice the medical teams mm. and peanut butter they only recently have told women to stop avoiding peanut butter when they're pregnant so that that therefore suggests that they used to tell them to avoid peanut butter for quite a while, mm. and that's probably why we have so many peanut allergies out there. Well, you well
2: peanut allergies didn't exist when
0: I was a boy. Me neither. And I'm brand new. I've often asked the question: Why is it genetically modified peanuts that we're now eating? And, oh, have probably. We, yeah. Have we stuffed around with the very very nucleus of the peanut? Are the are the peanuts different to when you and I were kids?
2: They probably are. I don't yeah. know. They're probably grown mm. faster and get, get bigger, and
0: yeah. So they're genetically modified, and is that is that why there's now an in, such a big intolerance? Be- because Ooh. there's n- I did not know anyone with a peanut
11: yeah, allergy when I exist. went to school. Didn't exist. Yeah, no, I'm the same. Didn't know anyone with a, with a peanut allergy. So who knows? But they say that we're living too clean a lives. We not know we're, we're just because uh, Australia's got the highest incidence of uh, asthma as well.
0: Do we? Wow. Why?
11: That, I think that, well, what's, they assume what's the same thing. I think they assume the same thing because we keep things so clean. Being a Western and a very rich country, we avoid contact with germs and dirt and what have you, and uh, our kids grow up not being able to cope when they do get exposed.
0: Well, I've, I've said this for ages, and, and uh, COVID, we pino-cleaned ourselves into all sorts of yeah. trouble because... Uh, you kill every single germ. You need germs for your immune system to kick in. That's it. You ne- actually need germs. But the advertising agencies, they focus, and you've, I've, to- I've said this before, Adam, mm. and build next time you see an ad for an antibacterial wipe or an antibacterial floor cleaner, it'll show a young mother with a young child crawling on its hands and knees on the floor. Yep. And the, the the young mothers are absolutely paranoid about the health of their children, and that's who they are targeting this advertising to. You watch it. You mark my words. You watch it. And um, so, therefore, we are pino cleaning. I'm just using that. But we are sure. sterilizing, sterilizing ourselves yep. into oblivion, and our immune systems are copying it. Because when you and I were little, Adam, we played, we made mud pies. Oh yeah, played in the dirt. We played in sand pits. Yeah. Um, we we skinned our knees, and our parents said, "Oh, that's all right. Stop your crying. Get back out."
2: Yeah, spit on a bit of spit on a hanky and wipe it down. Spit
0: on a hanky and wipe it down. Yeah, you'll be right. And now, <laughs> we are sterilising ourselves into oblivion. I agree with you, Bill. There you go.
11: I got another segue. I I shared Michael Hutchins' water bottle once.
0: Oh, speaking of at... bacterial infections. Yeah, go on. <laughs> There you
11: go. I was at an in excess gig at Yarrawonga. Yeah, what called... happened? It was called Rockalonga in Yarrawonga.
7: Yeah. <laughs> and we
11: were packed in like sardines trying to get to the top of this little hill where the stage was 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 planted. Yeah. And uh, we were all just uh, burning up because it was a very, very warm day and evening in Yarrawonga. And uh, he threw his water bottle into the crowd and... Uh, this gentleman and I both caught it at the same time, and I said, "You first, mate." And he had he had his first drink, and then I took the rest of what was oh. left from the bottle, and I drank that, and I uh. kept the bottle, and I and I kept that bottle, even though I've got no proof it's Michael's. Well, <laughs> oh, you know,
2: you know it is
11: exactly. Which which Adam is, is the question I wanted to ask you about the um the the value of that ball <clears throat> in the Super Bowl that you were referring yep. to earlier. Um, surely if that bloke. Got together with the guy who um, who kicked it, yeah, and he signed it. That would be worth a small fortune, wouldn't it? How
0: would uh, you get How would you get him to do it? Yeah, you'd
2: have to get him to do it, and then the whole you'd, I- you'd issue get a of profit.
11: Uh, you could whole, get a profit sharing scheme going. You could say, "Look, you sign it, we'll sell it, split
2: the deal." Oh, I don't think I don't think the guy who kicked the winning field goal is going to be the, short the, of a quid.
0: The, the guy, yeah, I, he's probably on about one hundred and ten million dollars. Who, who was it, Thomas? Who kicked the winning field goal? What's his name and what's what money is he on? I'll tell you in a sec. There you go. Maybe he'd be buying it.
2: But the, yeah, I don't think. I think he's missed the boat. I think he's he, he's dropped the ball on that one. He should have sold it straight away when all the hysteria was was still yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. I, I get think it. The, I think the fellow's name was Harrison. Was it Harrison something? Harrison. Uh, I might, might might be making that up. But yeah, if if he um Harrison James. Butker. Ha-
0: James Harrison.
2: There it is. Well James done, James Harrison.
0: Ja- yeah, um, Thomas, how much money is James Harrison on?
2: Those those <laughs> NFL um contracts be pretty big, even if you even if you're just a just a kicker. Yeah, he'd but be yeah he he should have easy. he should have sold he should have put it online straight away um and sold it right there and then because the further away that Super Bowl gets, the less it's going to be less it's going to be worth. Sure.
11: Surely, surely the kicker himself would pay money for it.
2: Maybe, yeah, maybe yeah, he would. Maybe yeah. he would. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a, that is a good point. But I still don't think it's. I still don't think he's making thousands. I reckon he might get a thousand bucks for it now. Fair enough. Can I? Can I just
0: one more? One to, more. We're
11: gonna going to
2: get going. Sorry to do my segway. Sorry do my You've done a number
0: of segways. <laughs> you're the segway king. One more.
11: My last segway. Yeah. The B.U. Juventus 1985 Australian champion. Uh. Was sponsored by Prima Furniture or something. There was a guy called Eddie Campbell. I bought his trophy at a garage sale. So I'm trying to track him down, and he's not on Facebook or social media. If mm. anyone knows him out there, I've got his trophy.
2: Eddie Campbell. <laughs> what? 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 What did he? What did
11: he do? What sport? It says uh, Australian Australian champions. Uh, let's see what it is. B U Juventus 1985. So that's a soccer team. Yeah, right. They were the Australian champions in 1985 and they got a sponsor of Prima Furniture It was back then. So that would be the equivalent of the of the A-League, I guess, nowadays.
2: Yeah, probably, yeah.
11: So yeah, so if anyone knows Eddie Campbell, I've got his trophy. I reckon I bought it from his ex-wife who was selling it in the garage sale. It's <laughs> <laughs> come back a few years. She sold it for $10. I said, who sells, who sells their trophies? She goes, oh, my husband's got a lot of trophies. He doesn't want it anymore. And I reckon it was her ex-husband. Who, she
2: was just selling it for
11: spite. But I, I could be just spreading rumours. I don't know.
2: Yeah, never never, never, never let the truth get in the way of a good story, Bill. There you go. Excellent, guys. Keep up the good work. Yeah, See you, mate.
0: Great great contribution. Would you drink, if Michael Hutchins or any no. singer, no, any singer in the no. world, okay, they're on stage, they throw their water bottle into the crowd, a punter drinks from it first. <laughs> And after the rock stars drunk from it, the a punter drinks, and then this old mate here, and then Bill, would you drink from that water bottle? No, thanks. No, I wouldn't either. The night shift, Triple M. We love in uh, excess. We love in excess, but I wouldn't drink from. I don't know if I drink from his water
2: bottle. Michael's water bottle. No, I don't know. Is there? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I drink from Stevie Nicks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, not Michael's.
0: Who? Who's? <laughs> whose water bottle would you drink from? much No, do we don't want no, to go. We don't want we to, go, want to go. We don't want to go there, man. Uh, G'day, Glenn. Yeah, mate. How are you going, Luke? Very good, gunny boy. Talk to me. What have you got? I uh, was yeah, ringing
12: up. I was initially ringing up about the stuff you put on your gardens for your veggies and that to grow.
0: Swift Grow. Swift Grow. Yeah.
12: Swift Grow. And your mate on the phone's put me on the track to get it on Google. Oh.
0: Or... Just, just go swiftgrow.com.au.
12: Yeah. So I've got it. Um, I've got a whole backyard. With nothing in it, and I'm thinking down the supermarket today. I'm thinking, geez, I could grow all this stuff myself without even paying for it. Exactly.
0: So prepare the soil. What what are you going to, what, you want to grow fruit and veggies? Yeah, well, that's what I was
12: that's what I was ringing about. So I have to like yeah. make up like plant of boxes. And okay. How,
0: how 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 much land have you got?
12: Uh probably a quarter of an acre.
0: Oh, perfect. Because you you would put it in ra- You can look. You can put raised uh, plant boxes in if you want.
12: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah
0: well, bunning sell them; they're pre they're prefab things, or you can get railway sleepers and d- and do it that way. Yeah. Or you can just how good's the soil in this in this block? Oh, it's pretty good. Okay. Well, look if it's pretty good, dig it up. You can go to Kennards and hire one of those portable hose. right? They're petrol driven, and it'll break all the ground up for you. Yeah, yeah. If you just get, if you get your soil right. But the swift grow is fantastic because in Saudi Arabia, they're growing fruit and veggies in sand. And yeah, well, that's, not, and,
12: that's and, what I was thinking. But I'm wondering if I do things, I'm a bit of an old fart. So if I do something, I want to do it properly.
0: Okay. So Okay. Well, here's, here's a little tip for you. Um, if you. If you're going to do uh, rows of vegetables, have the rows going north-south so that the the whole row gets equal sun as the sun goes from the east down to the west. If you put your rows east-west, then as shade comes over, part of the vegetable garden will miss out. So, so put what did you say?
12: north North-south.
0: South. Yeah, have your rows going north-south. So when the sun comes up and down, it gets equal sun all day.
2: All day, yep, yeah. All and, right,
0: but, so... and, pre- and prepare your soil. Get lots of horse manure and, and organic material and, and mulch it all up and you get one of those Kennards portable um, cultivators. Yep. They're nothing. They, they cost nothing, and it'll save you so much back work. And then, Well,
12: me, me, me partner's actually a gardener, but she doesn't do anything, so I'm thinking, no. well, i do you do it myself?
0: No. Well, most professionals – can I just tell you something I've noticed, Glenny boy? Most professionals don't do what they do professionally at home. If you look at most builders or plumbers' houses, they're all unfinished.
12: I exactly understand what you're talking about. I'm yeah. a fitter and I'm a fitter and turner by trade, and I walk into my workshop and everything I've started, it's never finished.
0: Yeah. Do you fit and turn at home, or that may be a question for your missus? I don't know.
12: Anyway. Um, anyway. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway. While we're on the subject, like before you go, when you're saying about like people that come to your school when you're a kid.
0: Yes. Yep. Who did you have?
12: I live in Co- in here in Victoria, and uh, Molly Meldon was ah. born
2: here. Yeah right. To get his ass out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how did I know? How, this is where you have come to my level. I'm not even going there, no. Adam. But um, you have sunk to my level. You used to roll your eyes and chastise me because I get things off my chest on a sure. Friday. Now you have lowered now, I
2: Now speaking of that, speaking of that incident, I was speaking to a customer of mine last week who. Mm. <sighs> knows personally knows some of Molly um Summer Elton's um Entourage Entourage from his handlers and apparently he was absolutely furious mm. at what well, he at, Molly, at
12: Molly Molly just I don't know you hear up, but Molly just lived up the street from me on the corner. Yeah, right. And um he's probably ten years older than I am and when I was at school one day, he was walking through the school with the um school what do you him? the a uh, principal,
7: yeah, mm.
12: and he'd, he he bought countdown down to Coabram and set up a whole concert, and this is no joke—a mm. whole concert at our school footy oval. Yeah, and he bought. You remember the band called Hush? Yeah, I
0: played Hush the other day. Bony Maroney.
12: Yep, and yeah, it was Le, called, Le, Les Gock. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the two boys.
0: Yeah, the on t- the guitars. That's right.
12: And um, um, band called uh, the Stylists. Yeah. Did they ring a bell?
2: The stylist. You're testing him now, Glenn. No, I'm was... going
12: back there. And a girl, uh, Renee Gaya. Renee Gaia.
2: yeah.
12: Yeah, and I think she only passed away a couple of weeks ago. She did, that's right. Yep, and, she, uh, and Molly brought all them bands and entertainers and, um, and to call Abram, set up a whole stage and uh, it was all it was all to do with the hundred year anniversary. Yeah. So I never I never had a lot of time for Molly because he always walked around with his hat on. And, has but, he been? Um,
2: has he been wearing a hat for that long? And he's wearing the hat at school. Oh yeah. Wow. We.
12: Yeah. And I'm six. I'm sixty one years old. So I'm going back to when I was uh, fifteen.
2: Yeah. Right.
12: And uh, he was he was wearing that hat then, and he probably still is now. But um, I just thought when um Luke. Luke brought it up about people that had come with the yo-yos and that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we also had the Australian Championship Hula Hoop Team.
12: Oh yeah, well we had, we had the yo-yos at, at Kai uh, State School.
0: Yeah. Had all had all that. Well, but, I, I, um, I love your Molly Meldrum story, and that's a fantastic story. So thank you very much for that, Glenny boy. That's all right, mate. Yeah, have you, a good Glenn. day. Thanks, all right. Glenn. See so, boys Keith, La- Keith Lamb was the lead singer in Hush Yep and, and I think he's passed Keith Lamb Yeah, early 70s Yeah, they had a hit with this The Night Shift Triple M memorabilia, that that was glam rock, that glam was rock Aussie glam rock, Yeah, with Keith Lamb and Les Gock and uh, Boney Maroney here on the night shift, little little trip down memory lane for me. <laughs> hey, listen, in an hour, i got the quickie, and today is day two, so you get a clue you today. You get a clue today. You, you got no clue yesterday, mm-hmm. but for those people who want a, a sneak preview, a heads up, yeah. a, a head start... If you go to the podcast, the Night Shift podcast on the Listener app, it is a separate clip, and the clues there.
2: Today's clues already out. Today's
0: clue is on the podcast. So uh, there you are. One triple three five three is the telephone number. Look, I can't get this message across any any stronger. It is so important for you to get tested if you think you have sleep apnea. And there's nothing less romantic. We have um, Valentine's Day this week. Nothing less romantic than having disrupted sleep because your partner's snoring and choking at night. If that snorer is you, or if you know someone, look, a good night's sleep is so important. So important. Ask your doctor whether or not maybe you have sleep apnea. Snoring and sleep apnea, it is a common problem. And if left untreated, it can increase your risk of heart disease, stroke, type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure. Sove, S-O-V-E, CPAP Clinic. Offer bulk build sleep studies nationwide, reported by accredited respiratory and sleep specialists and are a leader in the treatment of sleep apnea. Visit Sove, S-O-V-E, CPAP Clinic today at thecpapclinic.com.au. There is a the in front of it, thecpapclinic.com.au. Or call one When considering whether a, a sleep study is right for you, consult your doctor for advice. Bulk build sleep studies subject to Medicare criteria and T's and C's. Back in a sec. And this bloke.
13: It's Friday, which means it's time for some fun. Live across Australia, in every capital city, on the Triple M Network, the almost award-winning program, The Man Cave, starring Luke Boner. He's a f***ing idiot, and he's lost my support, that bloke. Who's won many awards. Uh, Still on overnight radio. I've forgotten more than he can know. The star of now-canceled TV show Aussie Pickers, Adam McDonald. You fraud! You disgraceful, disgusting fraud! And Hope Estate owner Michael Hope.
14: Police believe
10: alcohol may be involved.
13: The man who's had the likes of Elton John and Fleetwood Mac in his front yard, but failed miserably to get the Little River Band. Let's give them Sorry, Hopi.
0: Welcome to the Man Cave. That's not entirely true about Hopi. Um, he did get the Little River Band. Yeah. Just that it cost a fortune. And um, the other thing that that promo there doesn't mention, I was his partner. Yeah, of course it doesn't mention <laughs> When we got the Little River Band and we paid 20 grand for the Little River Band, 1988, Bathurst 1000. Yeah. And um, I think we lost 14, <laughs> seven <laughs> each. And then we found out they were playing four nights later up the road at Orange. So we, we really knew how to negotiate yeah. back, at, back in those days. But we, ha- but we did have the Little River Band. We owned the Little River Band for one night in 1988, and we lost the fortune. There you go. I then decided to continue my... Radio career and avoid uh, management promotion, and hope he took it on. He saw that as a challenge.
2: Yeah, right. And now look at him. And he's, and running the, the the winery and running chemists, he's a very busy man. He's an
0: interesting fellow. He's a very interesting, but he's not with us today. So no. why are we giving him such a rap when he's not here? I don't know. You're here, Adam McDonald, star of the now defunct and cancelled television show Aussie Pickers, one triple three head auctioneer at Lawson's, one triple three five three. Here's the telephone number. Um, plenty of people online wanting to talk, which is great, but there's something I'm going to bring up later this morning, Brother Adam, yep. with our travel expert, Quinton Long, who is the founder and publisher of AussieTraveler.com. The Australian Federal Police, Adam, yep. have started an operation called Operation Slay. And what they're doing is they're targeting illegal and unruly behaviour on aircraft and at airports. There has never in the history of aviation, not just in this country, Adam, but worldwide, there has never been in the history of aviation so many arrests and complaints about unruly behaviour on aeroplanes. And I don't know why. Is it
2: it because... We got locked down for two years and we weren't flying, and people just don't know how to act or don't know, you know. Because... Bullshit! People know how to act.
0: Let me just give you a couple of
2: maybe because everyone's getting on the drink. Because when you go to the airport, that's it. When you go to the airport, regardless of what time it is, you have a beer, and, and you do that. You do that obligatory at the fu- at the at the airport with your schooner or your glass of wine or whatever it is.
0: It's very funny you should say that because my missus. Uh, who's not a big spirits drinker? Whenever we go somewhere on an on an aeroplane, mm. for some reason she has a bloody Mary. There you go. Isn't that funny?
2: Yeah, but it guaranteed anyone because there's it, cal- it does it calm the nerves. Maybe it might be calms the nerves, but it's like there's no times, there's no t- time at the airport. You it's know? like it a does, casino. It's like a casino. Exactly right. Doesn't matter what's happening in the real outside the real world. I'm at the airport.
0: I don't, and I, you know you know me. I love a beer. Mm. Okay, if beer was a religion. I'd be close to pope but i but um i don't because i don't want to go to the toilet yeah sure i don't want to walk up and down the plane going to those to the little toilet mm. so i don't, i actually don't drink in at air, airports but anyway let me just take you through a couple of recent cases and i just don't understand what's going on recently there was a woman who bit a flight attendant <laughs> this woman 78 <laughs> and they believe possibly it's, it's, it's going to court. So allegedly... Allegedly. She'd had something too much to eat, to drink. A drink. <laughs> a 78-year-old woman allegedly hit another passenger in the face. This was on board a flight from New Zealand to the Gold Coast, January 29. The woman then allegedly went on to bite the flight attendant on the arm when they tried to intervene.
2: Is it, because is, is it true that with your drinking on a plane, the altitude
0: increases it, you, you, the you, effect. Yeah, the
2: effect. You maybe, get more.
0: Or well, then maybe why they should just not sell alcohol on aeroplanes. Sure. If you can't go um from Auckland to Sydney.
2: How long's that fly? Five hours? No, that's two. Is it?
0: Yeah. If you can't go Sydney to Melbourne fifty minutes yeah. without a drink, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> there's something wrong with you. Um there was a here's another one. Here's another one. Um where is it? Where is it? Oh yeah. Uh, this is another Gold Coast arrest that went viral. You see, all these, all these arrests now go viral because everybody... everybody Everyone's got a, a phone. Every Everyone's passenger's got a, got a phone. And a camera. And uh, the fellow passengers were singing this woman off the plane with that 1969 hit, Nah, 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 hey, hey, kiss him, goodbye. That, that song, yeah. Um Nearly 50 travellers this year have been charged with 69 offences by AFP officers stationed at nine major airports, including assault, drug possession and weapons offences. A further 24 people were fined for intoxication, offensive and disorderly behaviour, creating a disturbance and failing to comply with directions from airline staff. What the hell is going on on our airplanes? One triple three, five, three if you have a theory. Adams theory is probably pretty sound. it's it's probably alcohol, yeah, definitely. Or, or a cross between nervousness for flying, alcohol, or the Karens are coming out and they're not they don't feel like they're being treated properly. Quentin Long has a story. He recently was flying business class and a woman was just up from him, and another lady comes into business class carrying a little baby. Mm-hmm. The woman went off her head. She's dinging the bell. She's putting her hand up. The baby's not crying. The baby is just with mum. Yeah. I want to be moved. I want that child. I didn't pay all this money for business class to be on a plane with a baby that's going to cry all the way home. The baby was not crying. She carried on like an absolute pork chop.
2: Yeah. Terrible. What's wrong with people? Yeah. That's just, I think that's, you're going back to the... Maybe it's not just the youth that are um, snowflakes. I think it's it's it, it, it's cross generational. You know, why would you whinge? But so, like you, you're complaining about something that might happen, that's just ridiculous.
0: Have you ever seen bad behaviour on an aeroplane?
2: Um, no, I've seen I've seen some um, I've seen some scenes at the airport where. I think it was last time I was going down to Melbourne, it was on the red eye and there was a, there was a couple of blokes in the bar and they were shit faced. Yeah. And I'm talking, this is like six 30 in the morning and they they were, because you know, now you've got to be there like two hours early, whatever it is. You've got to be there heaps early. So yeah, yeah. you got, you're sitting around for a long time, but. These guys were knocking back schooners like, like, like it was like, going out of fashion. Like
0: David Boone esque.
2: Yeah, I don't know where, I don't know what flight they were but getting. Don't they on, have
0: but responsible service of alcohol? Surely they should, they
2: should do. They should, it should be more responsible at the I, I agree with you. But no, these guys, these guys were cut like they were, they were hammered.
0: Maybe it's like, have you seen that movie Bridesmaids? No, it doesn't I, sound like a movie I'd watch. No, you should see it. It's quite good. And there's a scene there where the head bridesmaid. Um, doesn't like flying, and so she's taking the pill, but she's also on the drink. Yeah, right. And there's this there's this famous scene. What? Wait, is it like Vegas?
3: It's Wait a minute. Best.
15: Is this that place? Yeah, did
16: you? It was it? on the
0: real one.
15: Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, it's
17: quite... Hey, buddy. How hey. How you doing? I'm oh, oh, good. God. I feel
12: I'm so much more relaxed. Thank you, Helen. I just feel like... I'm
3: excited, and I feel relaxed, and I'm ready to
5: party with the best of them.
6: And I'm going to go
5: down to the
3: river.
6: (laughs) Wow, it looks like somebody's really relaxing now.
2: Uh, (laughs) That's very good. Maybe it's a combination of all those, being, being excited and then, you know, take a couple of... Sedatives and you're on the drink and then the altitude and Yeah, I don't know.
0: I know. But the but the the flight attendant he's 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 up here in business class. She's gone up into business class to join her friends, Mm. right? And the poor guy Steve, and she calls him Stove, (laughs) uh he 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 just cops it. Miss, you cannot be up here.
3: Hello, grandpa. I'm sorry. I just want to be here with my friends because I'm with this group. Um, the sign just went off. Can't you stay up here for like minutes? Uh, absolutely
4: talk? not. Coach passengers are not allowed up here in first class. Really? It's policy. I'm sorry.
18: Oh, this is a very, this is a very strict plane that I'm on. <laughs>
3: Welcome to Germany, on <laughs> who um, <Fieduzel, Right>.
17: asshole. <laughs>
1: All right, uh, why don't you go on um, I'm going to go, go, yeah. go take a nap. I'm tired. I
0: think it's a good idea. Catch it on the flip side, motherfucker. Hey! hey. It's, a, <laughs> it's a very, it's not a bad movie. Could you go and watch it with your missus sure. this weekend, okay? Will you do it for me? Sure. Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. And that's the plane scene. One triple three, five. I've got Thomas up here. I can see him on the screen. He's laughing his ass off. Have you seen it, have you? Yeah, I've seen it a while ago, but it's a great movie. I'm, I'm a diehard for a chick flick. Uh, always goes down well. But that's but that's a great scene, isn't it? It is.
2: It is. I can picture it, and I know exactly. Yeah, I can see going you on. laughing. I can <laughs> see you laughing. One, two, three, five feet. Michael, hello. Hello. How are you, Michael? What's going on? Oh, not much.
19: Not much. I was on um, listening before, and I heard you had something. Um, you were talking about snowflake. Yes. All right yeah like back in that in the day when i grew up we grew up in the uh like uh early eight late 80s early 90s yeah and uh you know we used to play backyard cricket and you know we have to we 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 got that we had to run inside the house because you know the phone was on the wall we had no choice you know now they have all these iphones yeah now that i've done right i'm thinking all the people they just all, all these people are just giving their family ipads and iphone and they're giving their kids because I've got a sixteen-month-old son now. Cassie, thank you so much. For... Sorry, ke- So keep going. Yeah, they they um they they give their children the iPads and the iPhones now. We didn't have that back in the uh in the early nineties. Do you know what I mean? Uh, no. We had, we had Google. We had we we couldn't watch uh, or place a bit on the phone back in the day in the backyard. We're, in the backyard, we're playing backyard cricket. You know what yeah, I mean? That's and exactly now, these right. Days, these days, you know, my, my, I'd, I'd finish game of footy and my old man would be finishing off a schooner smoking a cigarette in the car now, you can't do that these days no, no. can't drive down the road can't drive down the road with that going on you know what i mean but that was like common a common occurrence you know so they don't raise them like they do anymore and um yeah i'm doing a mini documentary at the moment and i'll go around the streets of melbourne and i film people yeah. I interview them. yeah and i'm spreading awareness for men's and women's mental health Good on you. It's a good thing. Yeah, amongst other hard-hitting issues like um, family and domestic violence, um, suicide, um, mental health, addiction. Um, I'm going through all of them, but I'm starting with uh, chapter one, which is homelessness and mental health, and how addiction plays in um, with that role.
0: Well, good on you. I tell you who I'm going to put you back to Thomas. You need to hook up with the Reverend Jim Reynolds who is a very, very good friend of mine, good friend of the program. He's the head of the Outreach Ministries Australia, and he spends a lot of time on homeless in Melbourne, and he would be a great person for you to talk to. Well, I'm doing a mini documentary. I no, no, you just said that. I'm just saying that the Reverend Jim might be a good person for you to put in your documentary. Okay, I've got
19: 150 um, subscribers at the moment, and it's—I've uh, just started six weeks ago. So, uh, I'm cool, the only good, one yeah. on the streets of Melbourne doing this, and um, yeah, my videos are getting a lot of um, views. It's called Unheard Voices of Melbourne. And
0: where do you find? It's on YouTube, is
19: it? It's not. It's not of Melbourne. It's called Unheard Voices. Yeah.
0: It, where do we see it?
19: If you type, type into Google, I okay. mean, or YouTube. YouTube. That's what I was YouTube asking.
0: and type in the search engine "unheard voices Melbourne." Unheard voices Melbourne, and well done making these docos, Michael. But I'm telling you, if you want to talk to an expert yeah, on homelessness in Melbourne,
2: yeah, he'd be a good bloke to talk to. The
0: Reverend Jim Reynolds. Okay.
19: I used to work in the law courts as a as a um, court recorder back yeah. in the day, and um, I, I was in the magistrates' court and the old magistrates there, and I um, used to walk down and. I used to on my lunch break. I would see all these homeless
0: people. Yeah, been yeah. 20 years later, they're still there. Yeah, well, it's obviously Amazing. affected. Well done on the documentary. We'll have a look for it on YouTube and look up Michael, the Reverend Jim Reynolds, because uh, he sp- specializes in homeless in Melbourne. Gee, he's done a good job. He'd be that. He'd be out with them now. Yeah, at one triple three five three. But it's interesting. He Michael believes we're raising a nation of snowflakes. Sure. Uh, Cassie's in Melbourne. Cassie, what do you say?
6: Uh, good morning, guys. Hey, um, great topic. Just to begin with, can I give full credit to your previous call? Because what he's doing, making documentaries, is brilliant.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm, absolutely. And we'll, I'm, I'm going to look it up when I get home.
6: And I would like to email Jim Reynolds on because I'm trying to make a doco as well at the moment.
0: I'll put you back to Thomas when you're finished with us. Yeah. And we'll give you his details, okay?
6: I appreciate that. Now, what I want to talk about is the snowflake issue.
0: I'm
6: very similar to you because I've been a fan of your program for a long time. Well, you've got
0: massive issues, haven't you? (laughs) (laughs) Massive
6: issues. I'm 52, but I was raised in a hardworking family. I wasn't handed anything. We had to work hard. We had a big mortgage, okay? One of five children. Now, my late father, to his credit, raised us to be proud of whatever job we did in life. We didn't whinge about it. We got on with it. And I, like, started my first job just at Woolworths. There's nothing wrong with that. That gave me money to have driving lessons so I didn't have to nag my father all the time. But this generation, I'm not trying to have a go at every single individual, but they're not given proper role models.
0: Right, but they've, having... but they've, they've gone all the way through school with never being told the word no. yeah. And they've never been through school and said that that particular piece of homework or that assignment is shit. It's no good. And here's why. And you need to do better. They're not told that.
6: Not only that, Luke, but you share houses with some of the younger ones, not all of them, but they don't even know how to clean a toilet bowl oh, don't or start me. clean the house.
0: Don't start me. I, but- I, I shared a house with Nikki's kids and mine as well. And these are, these are kids who are so woke and they're so concerned about every minority on the planet and yet they didn't have the bloody good manners to mop up the shit on the bathroom floor, pick up their underpants, put a toilet roll back on for someone yeah. else and yet they're worried about, you know, the, the rest of the world and climate change and and every, every other issue in the world and yet they treated their fellow housemates like crap. Sorry, I feel, exactly. I feel well now. spoken.
6: I mean, <laughs> you gently give them a prod because I'm a good leader. I'm older, okay. I'm like the older sister now, but it's just a pain in the ass because you don't need this when you come home, and you don't mm. need them sulking if they whinge at you because you've gently asked them to wash a dish or mm-hmm. clean the toilet bowl, as I've just said.
0: Oh, a dishwasher? We nev- we didn't have a
2: dishwasher. We didn't. I remember. I remember when we got one, yeah. and I thought this is the future. I thought this is unbelievable. But then. We just argued about who's unpacking it. And packing exactly,
0: it. we. My parents didn't get one till I moved out, and it was a portable one that you had to wheel. That's over. what we had. Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. had to hook it up to yeah, the yeah. tap. No, we washed up the old-fashioned way. But you're right. The dishwasher created more arguments. Who's going to stack the dishwasher and who's going to unstack it? Yeah. So well, Keith. and
6: another thing, even putting bins in and out of the house, oh. it's really not that hard. You and learn that when you're about
0: five. And the toilet roll. How. Yeah. Ca- It's not hard to take the cardboard empty roll off and the little bin that we have next to the toilet, you don't even have to bend over. It's got a pedal. You put your foot on it and the bloody thing opens. It's not hard, but no one was able to do it. They've all got university degrees. They've all got great jobs, but they couldn't change a A toilet toilet roll. Exactly Right.
2: I'm, well, I, I, feel, I feel I feel better now. You got that off your chest thank, now. Thank God. But that's
6: my frustrations because it's you know I'm working hard trying to achieve my media work and make docos and hopefully go into radio. I've done radio training. So
0: Well good luck. To you. Get, get a thank jo- you. get a job in community radio. Do it do that. Oh uh, yes. I'd love to do that. Get a job in community radio first and hone your craft and put uh tapes the tapes listen to me. Tapes. Put a tape together and send them out. And um, and good luck to you, Cassie. Thank you. If you could pass on that information about Jim Reynolds. Yeah, I will. I'll put you back to uh, Thomas now. By the way, Cassie. Yeah? And I'll just get Thomas up. Oh, Thomas, you there? Thomas, talk to me. Thomas? T- uh, yeah. He, he's taking calls. Thomas? Yes? Okay. Cassie here is interested in getting into community radio. Yeah,
18: yeah, yeah. I, I can definitely help you out. Yeah. Where are you, Cassie?
6: uh in the bayside area of melbourne beautiful i start i made my start at a place
18: called sin media uh, great i've heard Stephen. of it
6: that's linked with rmit
18: it is it's in it's in the the or the depths of uh, of the uh studios down there in, in in the underground but it's a great place and uh they're big advocates for getting young people into the media industry
0: all right i'll, I'll put i'll put cassie back to you can you also pass on Cassie's info to the Reverend Jim Reynolds, because Cassie's interested in helping homeless people too. And I'll let uh, you guys talk. I'll let you guys get a room. Uh, and your show's <laughs> not crap, Luke. It is crap. <laughs> no, it's not.
6: Stop undervaluing yourself. It's the most. And the Nature B is really good. I
5: have ever heard in my entire life.
0: Yeah. The it's... Nature B is good. The Nature B. What, are you on it?
6: Yes, because I'm going through all this menopause crap
0: uh oh, I hate talking about well we don't need to people talk about think man. you're a <laughs> but, but but power pollen i I put Adam onto it five years mm-hmm.
2: ago yep got I got onto it and um it helped helped me massively i um through my injury and my my immune system was was um just it's just amazing I very rarely get sick I very rarely get the flu um yeah it's just it's just great gear I'd recommend it to absolutely everyone
0: what's it done for you uh cassie?
6: Uh, look, it's lifted my energy levels yep. because my frustration was I was fed up with going to these doctors and I respect their profession, but they don't believe you. And then when you tell them what your issues are, they still try to dismiss you.
0: Well, you're going to the wrong doctor. But look, I'm glad that your energy levels are up and you, yeah. And, and uh, a lot of people say nature bee power pollen improves your sleep. Did for you? Did for yeah,
2: me? Absolutely. It did for me. Absolutely.
0: Well, normally
6: it does, but because I love your program so much. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> As I said, you have massive issues, Cassie. Stay <laughs> there. I'll put you back to Thomas, and I'm so glad the Power Pollen, the Nature Bee, is working for you, darling. And, and stay in touch, okay? I, I will stay in touch. Okay, Cassie. Good on you. Good, good on you, Cassie. Good luck people. with everything. Power Pollen. Now, there was a deal there, 200 capsules. Hey, Cassie, you still there? Oh, there he is. He's, he's talking to Cassie now. It, um, there's 200 capsules, mm-hmm. um, and you get the two pieces of the Manuka Honey Pollen Soap.
2: Soap, yeah. Which is fantastic.
0: But there's other products, the lozenges.
2: Yeah, they've got the lozenges. They've got skincare products. Just yeah. have, a look at, have a look at the website.
0: Powerpollen.com.au. Money back guarantee. Tell them Luke sent you. Quick break. Be back. Yeah, I am here. <laughs> He's back. I, I am here. <laughs> I am here. One triple three five three is the telephone number. Uh, Brisbane's online. Brisbane, Peter, Peter from Brisbane, Peter. <laughs> hello. You know, what, what happened yeah, was just... I, I had to run fifty meters up the corridor to get Adam a glass of water, and, oh, and I'm no. light and I'm uh, I'm lightheaded. It's been a long off season.
20: Well, I'm glad you ran up the hallway because I know he couldn't.
2: Oh, come that's on. exactly right. wait What are you doing, Peter? Mate,
20: uh, I'm just on my way
2: home. From doing what? Uh, I'm an interstate track driver. Well, welcome aboard. What's yeah, on your mind? What do you want to talk about? Uh,
20: Adam, for you first. Yeah. Um, my father joined the uh, uh Fire Service at the age of 16 in 1948 Yeah. as a cadet fireman. I've got his original brass helmet.
2: Yeah, right. There's a lot with of...
20: All, with all the patina on it.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of these reproduced. The the brass fire helmets are probably one of the most reproduced antiques around. But I be, I believe you if it's if it's the old man's the old man. So they wouldn't have started making reproductions back then. They sort of started kicking around in the late nineties. But a lot of coming. houses have these. They do, yeah, because yeah, yeah. they're they're beautiful big thi- they're big be- yeah. beautiful things. But for an original one, um, they would have that would have been one where they wore. To a parade or like on the, the the dressage parade, is that right? No, mate. This is the one I used to wear in the fires. Yeah, right. And it's all brass. It's all brass. It's got
20: the original uh, fifty mil by fifty mil uh, X rubber plate on the inside. This sort
2: that used to insulate them. From yeah, right.
20: Electricity.
2: Yep. All right. The chin trap is leather. Yep. Alright, with the scalloping on the outside. Yeah, right. Alright. On the crown
20: you've got a dragon on each side. Um but yeah, it's got it's got all the bits and, and
2: bangs and crashes that dad took when it when he was a fireman. Yeah, right, it'd be a tough job back then, wouldn't it? Because all the uh, all the protective gear would have been real heavy and and high. Oh, yeah. And...
20: yeah, well that's how dad ended up passing. Uh,
2: because they used to call them fire red, uh, smoke headers. Yeah, right. Um, for, for so, if if you were going to, I don't think you would, but if you're going to sell it, you're looking you're looking probably at 1200, 12, $1,200 and up. Depends on the the nick that it's in. But being in a good early original um, fire helmet, that's the sort of money. They can don't you, come up. They don't come up very often. I'll tell you.
0: Take a photo of it and send it off to Adam.
2: Yeah, if, you, if you're on Instagram, you can send it to me at what's it honestly worth. I'd love to have a look at it. Um, but you know, those, those things, if they still survived, they usually stay with the family. They don't yeah, come up, they yeah. don't come up for sale very often.
0: Yeah. Um, but it'd be nice to know what to insure it for, but that's, that's something you should be very, very proud of. Well, there's
2: different, there's different types of valuation. The, the resale valuation will be different to the insurance valuation. Okay, sure. Sure. So there's different, there's different, different tiers.
0: Peter, it's not a good line. I'm going to have to let you go, but you wanted to say something quickly about snowflakes.
2: Yes, mate, you are of the
20: same uh, vintage. Um, this is not going to go where you think it's going to go. My grandmother is part of the Stolen Great Generation. Uh, she married a English man from Essex. Uh, my mother
2: and my aunt. No, it's breaking. breaking up. It's breaking
0: up. You there, Peter? He's completely gone. Go on. I am intrigued to hear Peter's story. Yeah. If we can get Peter back on a decent line, Thomas, try. And if it's a a terrible line, maybe we can talk to him on Monday. I'm very keen to hear where that was going.
2: Yeah, sure.
0: Yeah. Peter, if you're still listening to us, you just completely dropped out, brother. But I want to hear what you have to say, so we'll try and get you back.
2: Barry, hello. Darren. G'day, Barry. Barry, what's going on? Uh, It's Darren. Darren. Yes. Okay. Darren, what
0: do you got, to? Barry.
16: I, um, it was all about people who visited schools. Yep. Yeah. I I had the original Charlie's Angels, back in the eighties, visit my boarding school.
2: Yeah. Right. right.
0: Oh. Farrah Fawcett. What
2: about? It? Yeah. What a stunner.
16: Did and uh, and I also want to ask you. Things, hang
2: on, no. 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 Let's fin- go back to the Angels.
0: I'm not. Fini- I'm not. I'm not finished with <laughs> it really yet. Was it the originals? Who who was it? Um, I don't know their
16: names. One of them I know had uh, a lot of fettles, Um They come to do a meet and greet at my boarding school. And uh, we all were sitting in the hall and uh, we we could ask them questions. And, yeah, I was about 13 at the time. I'm 52
2: now. <laughs> so who was it, Farrah Fawcett? Jacqueline I don't know. I don't know the names. Yeah, Jacqueline, So Farrah Fawcett, Jacqueline Bissett and the other one. Oh, <laughs> yeah, be, you know, like all all these groups, you, you can always um, name two, and then all, and the other one. But not the three tenors. Like the three tenors, exactly. six. <laughs> that was a Seinfeld. I, it episode. always comes back to Seinfeld. There was
0: a Seinfeld episode on that. <laughs>
16: I know they was all cute.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. So what? So they just came to the hall. It seems like a weird, a weird thing for the for the. Them to turn up to a boarding school, like it was just a, te- a television show.
16: No, no, no. Um, this was a boarding school for people where the parents didn't want them, and so yeah,
0: geez, one the of th- the three original Charlie's Angels came to my boarding school when I was 14.
2: There, well.
0: it would have been <laughs> I, I'm, I, all I'm saying is the laundromat would have been given a, a, a heavy workout that week. Ja- Jacqueline Smith, Farrah Fawcett, and Kate Jackson.
2: There you go,
16: yeah, all- and then
0: Cheryl Ladd came.
16: There was just three
0: of them. Yeah, Yeah. Jacqueline Smith, Farrah Fawcett, and Kate Jackson.
16: Yeah, I can can even picture the three sitting there on the chair. We're all putting his hand up to ask questions.
2: That's great. Excellent stuff.
8: Good stuff.
16: Good on you, Barry. Good on you. Can I ask you one more question? Shoot. Right, what's the most weirdest thing and silliest thing you've been asked to go and fetch?
0: Like to auction?
16: No, 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 to go fetch from the shops. My mate, he said to me, go and get me two bottles of Tiger's milk for my tea to keep me warm in the morning. Now, he was mucking about thinking you couldn't get it. Uh, so he gave me a £50 note. I went to the bottle, and you can actually buy a wine called Tiger's milk.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, I see and what I, you're saying. So, what he said saying? And I bought two of them and took it back. You should have seen his face. Yeah. So, it's, it's, what's the what's the what's, what what's the weirdest it? thing that like you know when you have got an apprentice and you gag him and you go and, and say so I I want you to get a can go... of stripe paint yeah or I want you to go and ask the hardware store for a long wait.
0: yeah and they leave you there for four hours yeah
2: they say I'll be right with you I think that's what he's saying okay
16: I I sent me brother to the butchers for half a pound of chicken lips and he actually went and asked for them <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: half a pound of chicken lips Let, look let's open it up. One triple three five three. That's a good talker. Any apprentices listening in, what's the weirdest thing your boss told you to go and get or do? Give us a call. Half a pound of chicken lips, a long weight, and a can of striped paint. Yeah, a can
2: of striped paint was the other one.
0: Uh, a left handed screwdriver is what uh, Thomas is saying.
2: Yeah. 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 grease. <laughs> hey? A tub
16: of
0: elbow grease? Yeah, that's right. Go get a tub of elbow grease. <laughs>
16: <laughs> actually, the butcher said to me, brother, sorry, we've just sold the last ones. Come back tomorrow. And he actually went
0: back in the morning. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Good story. Thanks, Barry.
2: Got it on you, bud. <laughs> See you later.
0: Bye. When you were a brickie, were you teased? Did you uh, Were you told to go and get something?
2: No, I, I, I was lucky enough to work on a really big team. So there would be, we had maybe... Forty bricklayers, mm. twenty and and twenty um twenty labourers. Mm-hmm. But um I'll tell you a funny story about when I was a bricklayer we were doing a really big job converting an old factory into apartments and all the old all the old bricklayers at so you have those demountable um lunch sheds and all the old brickies would take their boots off mm. and they would um, you know, have their lunch and then they'd come back and put boots on and once it happened, it happened a couple of times, four or five times where the old blacks had come back and put their boots on and someone shit in their boots. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> everyone, no one knew, no one knew who it was. And yeah. We had this, um.
0: Back, there was th- a phantom, phantom shoe pooer. Yeah. Yeah. Phantom
2: shoe pooer. And so we, it was all, it was all a big laugh. No one, no one knew who it was. And then this one real quiet, he was in a, he was a, um, a laborer. I think he was German or Dutch and he was really quiet, really meek, didn't, you know, the boys would kick on after work and go for schooners and he would ne- never into it. And the day he was leaving, he um, said, all oh, right, yeah, I'm going. And he pulled me aside and said, I am the phantom shitter. And then walked, walked off into the sunset. No one ever saw him again. Oh, he left on a high note. <laughs> high note. It was a, like, drop the mic, I'm out.
0: That's a mic drop. Yes.
2: He admitted um, what it. a weirdo though. Why would you do that? I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty funny.
0: One triple three five three. what's the weirdest thing as an apprentice you were told to go and do or get? Uh, give us a call. Let us know. Uh, this is the night shift around Australia, the most unhinged radio <laughs> ever. Ever. <laughs> Where is Angie? She dropped that great line and then left us. You got a story for us. That's what we're here for. It's Long Neck Friday, the man cave on Triple M. Way too it. It does take a long time to finish, doesn't it?
2: It does. That is Prince.
0: Are you a Prince fan?
2: Oh, I wouldn't say a fan. I can appreciate, I can appreciate. definitely appreciate him.
0: Yeah, and there you are. Uh, Purple Rain here on the Night Shift with Luke and Adam McDonald. It is the, um, the man cave on Long Neck Friday. The quickie is coming up soon, Adam. Yes. And you and our listeners will be amongst the first to hear the clue. We had a quickie last week. Ran for seven days. What was it? I forget.
2: Was that the one I was supposed to get?
0: That was our tribute, Tenacious D. Oh, Jack Black. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Went for went for seven days. Wow. But anyway, this one has just started, Mm -hmm. and uh, I'll play it in a second, and I'll give you the clue because today is day two. But if you want a heads up, the clue is on our podcast, and the quickie will always be on our podcast. One triple three, five three. Here's the telephone number. Um, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Have I got time? Shall I take Peter? I'll take Peter first. Peter? Yeah, right. Peter?
2: Did we just speak oh, to Oh, we've Peter? just spoke.
0: Oh, oh, he's still there. Thomas, can you fix Peter up? Uh, Alan, hello. Al, uh, he's, he's just sitting there listening. <laughs> Alan, what's oh, going I on? Oh, I know. Yeah. We were going to get Peter back to talk about the rest of his story. Is that what we Oh, yes. Oh, Alan. Sorry, Sorry Thomas. So, yeah, this is unhinged radio. <laughs> Sorry, Peter.
20: Yes. Sorry, Rod. Right, right, I'm just finally parked up.
0: Okay, Peter. Now, you, you cut out. Now, you were talking about your grandmother and Stolen Generation, and that's where we lost you.
20: Yeah, exactly. I was coming through Kempsey. I went through the hills.
0: Now, my
20: grandmother was is, uh, was part of the uh, Stolen Generation. Mm-hmm. All right, um, she married a Englishman from yep. Essex yeah, okay, so my two uncles they they had four children, mm. my two uncles are slightly sunburnt, and my mother and my aunt are completely white
7: mm-hmm.
20: so in saying that because like this is about bullying at school and and what have you in yeah. saying that, I am six foot two mm. Blonde hair, blue eyes, mm. long long legs, skinny ankles, and a big nose. Mm. And I was a snowflake. you got,
0: you got a fantastic uh, physique for radio. <laughs> yeah,
20: correct. Yeah, like me.
0: <laughs> like, like me. And yeah, so, well,
20: you stop bagging the hell out of yourself because, mate, I love your show.
0: Anyway, Peter, you were bullied at school?
20: Oh, yeah, because I, had, I, I couldn't go to either side because I was from... Uh, because I come from an indigenous right, I I I copied from the Europeans, and because I was white,
0: I was a snowflake. I oh, cop it from the indigenous coconut. No coconut. Oh, yeah. An yeah, yeah no, okay. So they call, so you came from an uh, an indigenous background, but you have fair skin. Yes. Yeah.
20: I'm the widest. I'm i the whitest dark person you'll ever meet. Yeah. So anyway, what's the what's the lesson here? No, no. It, 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 it was just funny that um, I was I've been listening to you all week, and you're talking about the kids uh, now being uh, because they're soft, they're being called snowflakes.
0: Oh, I see. And you're saying there's another way. Okay, I'm with you. Snowflake meant a different thing when you were growing up. I got you. i will go to tell you this, Peter. Um, in summer, I go very, very dark indeed. And when I was growing up, it's just, it's just, all I would wear was a pair of shorts. And I used to go very, very dark. And they used to tease me at school. And my last name being Bona, there was a television series about an Aboriginal uh, black tracker, a detective. And the series was called Boney. Do you remember that?
2: Yep, I remember it.
0: So they used to call me Boney. Um, and, and, and they called me a lot of other derogatory names. What fascinated me, Adam and Peter, Mm. is that those same people, especially the girls who were very cruel in primary school, in high school, these were the same girls then that were going to the beach and lathering themselves in reef oil, trying to get dark, trying to
2: get a bit of color. There you go.
0: The irony wasn't wasted on me. (laughs) Peter, thanks for your call, Good brother. On you, Peter. I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad we got you back, mate. One triple three five three. We'll quick break you back. Were you ever told to go and get a can of striped paint <laughs> when you were an apprentice? See all those pranks, mm. like go, go down the shop and get me a, a left-handed screwdriver, or um, can you go up to the shop and uh, get me a long weight? And the and the person on the other end would be in on it, sure, because they they've probably had a hundred apprenticeship. Apprentices come up and be told they're looking for a long way. Someone uh, yeah. emailed me and said that they were told to go and get an air bubble for a spirit level. <laughs> How good is that?
2: Yeah. Pretty clever. I think it's all oh, it's like a rite of passage. You get you get gigged out like that and doing an it. But you see, no, no,
0: the point is today it's called bullying.
2: No, it's not bullying, it's hilarious. Yeah, to you and me It's not bullying if it's hilarious. Some kids find it.
0: Belittling and demeaning, and they and it it comes under the heading of harassment. Well, it does today, Adam. I know. See, you and I are dinosaurs, mm. but it it, today. HR are all over it.
2: HR, what's that? HR didn't exist when I was doing. No, I know. Doing my apprenticeships.
0: Well, I mean, I'm just saying the HR collective.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, it's called harassment now. Do you want to have a listen to the quickie?
2: Yeah, sure. Let's have a listen. All right,
0: okay. Now, uh, it started yesterday, no clue on day one. Mm -hmm. Clue today is day two's clue. So I'll give you a listen. Are you ready?
2: Yep. Mm.
0: What's the clue? Not, oh, hang on, I've got it it written down here. (laughs) Not the motel shower scene again. Oh, yeah. One more. Not the motel shower screen scene again. Not screen. <laughs> not the shower screen. It's the shower scene. That's the quickie. One triple three five three is the number. Peter, hello. How you going, Luke? What is it, mate?
18: Yeah, I reckon it's. Uh, I was trying to get through last night before the clue. I only just heard the clue. I yeah. don't know if it works or not. But I reckon it's. Um Alien Ant
0: Farm's version of Smooth Criminal. That's a very good guess. It sounds just like it, but not. But it's not.
18: (laughs) Oh, bugger. No, but
0: you've got a very good ear. It sounds just like it.
18: Yeah, it does. As as far as um, apprentices, I got hooked up by the um, belt and lifted on an overhead crane until you were, like, just off the ground and left there for about an hour hanging by your belt. That was fun.
0: Ah, is that her? It, it by today's standards, that's harassment.
18: Oh, absolutely! And yeah, but no, it was just a good laugh. And I got seated for a long wait, but I knew I I got the idea of the joke, so I took a book with me and had the afternoon reading my book.
0: <laughs> but but my question is, we we Adam and I have just here and we've unloaded on Gen Y, Z, and millennials, saying that they're snowflakes. Yeah, but uh, but. When you look back, are we looking at the past with rose-coloured glasses? Were, were, Was the practical teasing at work really harassment when you look back at it? And and you couldn't say anything because then you would be teased even more, so you put up with it. But was it harassment or not?
18: Uh, I don't think so. Not the apprentice stuff. Um, I got harassed, harassed for my last name a fair bit, which I didn't really appreciate. But, um, yeah, the the rest of it was all just good-natured fun. I yeah, think.
2: it's just good-natured ribbing. Like, yeah,
18: yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's it, not
2: taking everything so seriously. It's just a, it's a joke. It's not yeah. met with any malice or any cruelty. It's a joke. It's funny. It's a joke. Get on with it.
18: Yeah, yeah. It was far worse. But, what's you know, a, but a
0: joke to you, Adam, to someone else could be really upsetting.
2: No, but that's not my fault. How they construed it. I know what I'm saying. I know what I'm what my intentions were And If you if you take it the wrong way, I'm sorry, but boo-hoo. I didn't say it with any malice. If you've taken it that way, I'm sorry, but it's not, it's not how it was meant. It's not how it was delivered. So suck it up. Suck it up, princess. <laughs> P-
0: Peter, fa- Peter, thanks for your call,
2: buddy. Good on you, Pete. Yeah,
0: all good. See us. See, see you, mate. See, the world is is turning and it's leaving people like you or me behind. Well, they can have it. And, and, and you, you've got to ask yourself, if we went to war with someone, and there was conscription. I'm telling you now, in this day and age, you would have conscientious objectors left, right, and centre. Oh, of course, the, you pl- would. the police would not be able to arrest them all no. and put them in jail. There's no way conscription. I I don't think would work anymore. No, but 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 would you want to be in the trenches with half of this mob?
2: No, not at all. But I don't think I don't think warfare would ever go back that way. It'll all be long distance warfare now. You know. You know well, look at what's happening in the Ukraine. Hand, that's hand, a lot hand, of that's hand to hand. Hand to hand. Bullshit. Hand- oh, no, not saying that that's, I think there's, there'll be no more of that hand-to-hand bullshit because yeah, it'll all be like... Who's okay, but you look guns? at
0: Russia invading Ukraine and you've got Ukraine citizens, butchers, bakers, candlestick makers dropping their tools and saying, give me a gun, I'm going to defend my country. Sure. Would Would we here in Australia do that if a foreign country... Try to invade us again. I'm I'm asking you seriously. I don't know the answer. Would, I don't think.
2: I don't think would, they would
0: today's eighteen year olds be willing to pick up a gun, put some sights on it, s- uh, lie down on their on their on their stomachs on North Head, and pick off invaders.
2: I think some would. I don't think you. I don't think you'd get that many. But I think some would. Surely. Would you
0: have the the uh, the Australian spirit that we had World War One, World War Two? because remember we had conscription for vietnam and oh boy that did, the, the public didn't didn't like that that was the beginning of social change do we have the uh, the australian spirit that we had in world war 2 today
2: no why I don't, think so. I don't know maybe it's because of the everyone's more um yeah, I just think the 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 new new newer generations they haven't seen hard lives, they haven't seen anything anything tough like like a depression or or anything like that. So, I think um, I think that's why the they've, the they've, 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 we've had a very we've had it very easy for a very long time.
0: Um, World War One was an interesting one because we were asked to leave Australia and go overseas and fight really for Britain. Mm-hmm. Um, World War Two, I think was a lot more black and white. It, 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 J- Japan dropped. In fact, the anniversary of the bombing of Darwin is coming up next week. Yes. Um, and it was quite clear that we were being invaded by a foreign empire mm. and we had to do something about it. And I think it was also very, very clear that Hitler, the lunatic was invading Europe and something had to be done. But I wonder if today's wars are that black and white. I don't know. I don't no, know. I don't think so. I'm talking th- about patriotism. Yeah, sure. it, do we have the fire in the belly patriotism today that we did in World War Two? If we if we if we went to to war against someone, China, Christ, what would Australia pick up their arms and say, "I, I am volunteering. I'm going to join up. I've got to do something," or not?
2: I'd say not. I'd you say reckon be, not? I'd okay. say be a lot of nots.
0: One triple three five three. It's an interesting question, isn't it?
2: Yeah, very interesting. Brendan What's going on Yo hey, you
8: go. Ring up about, about the
20: quickie boys Yeah
2: Where you go? I only heard the uh, Like the last guy I only heard the Clue just this morning But
0: i um, tried yesterday. to I think it's Iggy Pop And Kate Pearson Candy Oh good tune I love Kate Pearson B-52s And um, Iggy Pop What is he 77 He's still Making hits He's a He is a Genius He is a genius Iggy Pop No you're wrong Brendo But a very good uh, guess got- mate I'm sorry oh,
2: but- Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Oh,
0: geez, John, John's in Newcastle. Good day, John. Hello, Luke. How are you, buddy? Good, thanks, my mate. What's going on?
14: Mate, i just listening to um, the apprenticeships uh, and so on, and knowing that Adam was an apprentice
2: brickie, so yes. was I. Uh, my dad was a, yep. a builder, but he had his own company,
14: and I went on board as an apprentice brickie. Yeah, and uh, I was pretty cheeky in my younger days, and probably still am a little bit now. But uh, we had this, what you were saying before, we had this German bricklayer working for us, and uh, oh, he was an arrogant piece of
0: shit. Yeah.
14: Whatever. yeah, yep, Shit. Anyway, we were doing a, a factory, uh, factory units, uh, vessel blocks.
2: Oh yeah, and hard work.
14: I don't even, This guy had only started with us for about two days, and really pissed everybody off. Anyway, and I said to Dan, I said, I'm going to get this bloke, and Dan said, no, you're not. I said, I'm going to get this bloke, and right at the back of the bloody site, there was a bit of a drop, uh, probably about six foot. And right on the edge of the drop was one of the portable dummies.
2: Oh, no. And of course,
14: no. in those, I'm 60, 66 now, but in those days, yeah, it was, um, you know, the old pain. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I waited and waited and waited. This guy, he finally went to the crap house. Yeah. And I said to Dad, I said, he's going to cop it. And Dad said, don't you dare. <laughs> I said, yep. I said, how valuable, valuable is he to you? He said, oh, Ricky's in those days were a dime a dozen, so it really didn't matter to him. So I just went over, got me bloody boot, and I just pushed the dunny over the edge.
0: Oh, oh no. no.
14: Well, he came out.
0: <laughs> Covered <Coming> in shit.
14: <laughs> Eventually. He was absolutely covered in shit. Yeah. Anyway, he turned up for work the next day. He tr- he, nobody ever told Hang him. Hey,
0: Did you fess up or or not? Uh, no. Oh, okay.
14: God, he would have killed me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough.
14: Anyway, the next, he turns up for work the next day, and I thought he'd had enough by then and be gone, but he turned up for work the next morning about bloody 6.30 on the work site, and... Um, I said to Dad, I said, I can't understand how we come back. And Dad said, neither do I. But anyway, we'll get a few more bricks laid out of him. So I said, well, we'll see how we go today. And I started to really piss him off because I started to put concrete screenings in his mud. So we, we mixed up a, a batch of mud for every, all the other brickies. And we mixed up a special batch of mud for him. And I stuck screenings in it. And um, every time he went to spread the mud on the massive on the, on the blocks... Of course, there's little stones in there, so his he's blocks wouldn't lay straight. And yes, he kept boy. getting the bloody screenies out of the mud. We used to, have a ball on site. I did. I finished my end. I finished my apprenticeship. Went in the army, and you were talking about stirring you up about getting uh, the apprentices and things like that. I, I got. I was only probably. I based in Townsville. I was only up there for a day, in the Armoured Corps, and uh, we we're on the APCs and. My crew commander turned around and sent me off to the buddy Snore
0: to go and get a half a dozen Skyhawks. Yes, the Skyhawks. <laughs> I've heard the skyhook one, yeah. What year did you join the Army?
14: I joined in uh, 1975.
0: Right, so the Vietnam War was over then, because Gough put an end to the Vietnam War. What made you join up in 75?
14: Well, I got pissed off with the apprenticeship. I didn't want to do that anymore. Yeah. I didn't I didn't think bricklaying was going to be very good for my life, so I just decided
0: to join the army and I just, again, signed up. So, in the lead up to 75, because, as I said, Gough pulled us out of Vietnam when he was voted in in 72, you you would have been aware of what was going on in the world. Were you close to joining up to go to Vietnam? Did you go through the lottery system?
14: No, 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 no. I I turned um,
0: eighteen in um, seventy five. So oh, okay. Turned you turned eighteen seventy five. Okay, so you're a yeah, little yeah, you're yeah. a little bit younger yeah, than yeah. I thought. Sorry, it's my my yeah, my mistake. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hey, I, I, just just uh, an interesting observation. Yeah. Do you think Aust- young Australians today, the Gen Zs, Ys, Xs, and whatever, do you think that they have the fire and the belly and the patriotism that we had during World War Two? If we suddenly had to go to war against. An invading power, do you reckon the kids of today would jump up and say, give me a gun? Oh.
2: No. No. We, think I, I we don't are generalising I here. don't think we can write them all off, no. I think some would, um, but, yeah. I My don't son think-
0: would. I'm telling you now. My son would.
2: I reckon Wonderboy would have a shot at it. Oh, 30. my son would definitely, yeah. he
0: would say, give me a gun. Yeah. How dare someone invade my country? i t- tell you that now.
2: Yeah, I reckon Wonderboy would, would throw I his I too. would.
0: I would drop this gig. If, if there were people coming into my into Sydney Harbour yeah. trying to, to take over this country and take away the life that we have, mm. I would be there. I'm, I'm telling you now. Uh, yeah, there's certain
14: units, I think, in the Army today, obviously the SAS. Um, I end up joining the SAS later in my army
0: career, but, you know, I think there are certain parts of the army that are, are willing and able and ready to do it. All right. Now here's my God, this is another topic for another day. I wish I could talk to you maybe next week. I'll get your number. When you were in the SAS, it's not, there's nothing tougher than training and becoming a member of the SAS, right? That is the elite of the elite, correct? Yep. I am tipping that your training was tough, that you were yelled at. Bullied. You were, in inverted commas, bullied, that you were put through the absolute ringer, both mentally and physically, correct? Correct. Was it harassment, was it bullying, or was it to save your life? It
14: was to save my life and my mate's life. Exactly. I, you... you... I always go back to that film, um, I can't remember, we Tom Cruise. A Few
0: Good Men, You Can't Handle the Truth.
14: You Can't Handle the Truth. Well, that's exactly right, because you, you, you're in the army, you follow orders, and you do things, and I had done things that I'm not real proud of, but you followed orders. Um, we did a little stint overseas after Vietnam, we went there, and there was things there that you would not believe actually happened. But it had to be done. You know, I don't talk about it a lot, but it's it's something that's always been in the background. And think, well, you know, like when to me when John Howard sent off all the uh, soldiers over to the war in Iraq or Iran or wherever it was, like the the latest one, Afghanistan. Mm. I'm sort of thinking to myself. It was sent it was the same it was Vietnam all over again sent sent on a lie or sent on a whim, you know, and innocent people going over there
2: to do things that they they're not very proud of, yeah, yeah, well <laughs> yeah i get i mean I guess joining the army, the army's all about the discipline and the the you know the structure and and you know I grew up in a in a military family so i I totally get it um so I don't see that as bullying either. I don't. I don't see. I think you, you're taking orders. You, you. That's. That's. That's what all rank. What you, a, that's all rank and file. You, is. They,
14: they, yeah, look, Adam. They're turning you from a boy into a man, mm. and that's what their whole task is. I was one of the first intakes at Kapuka when it first opened.
2: Yeah. Right. And
14: when you went through your training at Kapuka, um, then today it's it, it's totally different. Totally different today. Yeah. Um, but then it was, you would think it was vassalisation and bullying, but it's not. It's, they, they're turning you from a long-haired lout that has, you know, probably, you're just a kid.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And
14: from the time you arrive in that bus and that sergeant gets on that bus, you know you're in the army and you've got a choice within 24 hours to get off that bus and run off that bloody camp or you stay and you become a man.
2: Did many Did many people leave? Um, not in our platoon. I was
14: in one one platoon out of 32 on our platoon, not one left. We ended up being a Vasey Trophy, what they call the Vasey Trophy platoon, which everybody passed through. But everybody passed through because everybody helped each other.
2: Aha. That's what what I found with the Army. That's what I found growing up in in, in an Army house. It's all about helping your mate.
0: Yeah. And it's not bullying or harassment because unless you are fine-tuned... And you're tuned not to think, you, you've, you have got to, it's your life and you're saving your, your mate's life and you're defending whatever it is you're yep. defending on yep. the day. It, it's, it's a, it, you've been fascinating. Thank you so much for your call.
2: Good on you, John.
4: No worries. See you guys.
2: Thank, thank you so much. See you, mate.
4: Bye. Son, we live in a world that has walls and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's going to do it? You? You, Lieutenant Weinberg? I have a greater responsibility than you can possibly fathom. You weep for Santiago and you curse the Marines. You have that luxury. You have the luxury of not knowing what I know, that Santiago's death, while tragic, probably saved lives, and my existence, while grotesque and incomprehensible to you, saves lives. You don't want the truth because deep down in places you don't talk about at parties. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. We use words like honour, code, loyalty. We use these words as the backbone of a life spent defending something. You use them as a punchline. I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to a man who rises and sleeps under the blanket of the very freedom that I provide and then questions the manner in which I provide it. I would rather you just said thank you and went on your way.
0: John White, from ages ago here on the night shift, the quickie... What did you think it was, Adam? Because your guess was very good.
2: I, I was guessing more off the clue. Yeah. Than, I mean, it kind of sounds it. Like I was a um, psycho killer by talking. Yeah, it's a
0: very, very good guess, and you got the clue very well.
2: Yeah, but it's wrong.
0: It's wrong. <laughs> when was the last time you got one?
2: I've only I've got three. In no, my, I'm talking about the quickie. Yeah, I've got th- uh, That's what I was talking about. Okay, thank good. Thank you. Uh, I think I've got three in my career. Okay. Alice, Which is not a bad strike, right? It's very
0: good. Three.
2: Five years.
0: And five years.
2: Yeah, not bad. Alison, hello. Hello. Hi, Alison. Alison, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, thanks. What's going on? Uh, not much. What have you got?
5: Uh, unopened bottle of port with the actual first grade team of the Newcastle Knights.
2: Did you just send me that on Instagram? Yes. Yes, I did see that. Um, 1988 yeah. was, the, yeah. was the penultimate year for the, for the Knights when they came in the comp. I, was, I used to be a um, Balmain Tiger supporter. What year was it? 88.
0: That was when they started. When they
2: started, yeah. yeah. Um, I was a Tiger supporter until they came in the comp, then I jumped ship because I'm originally from up that way. Um, good piece of um, Knights memorabilia, that is. Um, I think I priced it about 100 bucks. I don't think it would be um, – port keeps forever. Like Port, port won't spoil. You can't make it any worse. It's, 30,
5: it's thirty-five
2: years, and it's thirty-five years old, and it's still unopened. Yeah. So, beauty. I mean, I, 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 do wine sales, um, wine and whiskey and spirit sales down there in the shed at Lawson's, and there's always a bottle of Tawny Port in the uh, sale, and they get about thirty bucks. But because because of the the Newcastle Knights um, hook, I reckon you're probably looking at hundred to one hundred and fifty dollars for it. But pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty cool. Yes.
5: Yeah. And I
2: actually went to school with um, Kurt Gidley. Oh yeah, right. What, what, a, what a legend! He's still a, he's still at the club, is he not? I think
5: so in think a management
8: in, role.
2: In yeah, in in admin now. Um, the, the I think both the Gidleys are up there. The thing with the Newcastle team is once once growing up there, and you played for the club, you're still a, you're still neck deep in the club. Like if, Danny if, is, that, is did still you, there. Did you have
0: to play juniors? Yeah, like uh, the like, if, if, the, Johns like brothers, the John's brothers, John's They were Cessnock, weren't
2: they? They were, they were straight out of Cessnock. Yeah, but Danny Badiris is the the he he's in the management team up there, um, and the coaching staff. So they they do tend to keep a lot of their um you know, and local I, juniors on. I love that
0: about Newcastle. And Manly used to do it.
2: They used to. And
0: Manly's gone to shit. Yeah. And how how they Manly can do it to Bob Fulton's daughter, what they did. What did they do? Well, they, got, they just punted her. Yeah, right. And she was in, in a very, very important role. What the, what her role was, um, she, you have a lot of young kids, maybe they've come from regional in, yeah. uh, indigenous backgrounds yeah. or from overseas mm-hmm. and they come to Manly and they've got no family immediately around them. Yeah, she yeah. would build that family unit yeah, right. and look after them yeah. and nurture them. And and make and make sure that they didn't get homesick. And if they were, she would. look. It was a, such an important role in the club. Mm. And this new mob punched her. And Bob Fulton's daughter. Yeah. I mean, they have a. I
2: nearly swore then. <laughs> they have a stand with his name on it. With his name named after him, yeah. And they did that. Pretty crazy. I mean, Manly used to be family. It's um, it's all money now. She's I'm on fire this morning. Yeah, huh? It's all it's all about money now. But um, I mean, Manly wouldn't have. That many juniors coming through anymore?
0: They, they they used to.
2: They used to have heaps, but um, you know that's the big thing. That's why Penrith are so big because their junior base is huge, and they've invested a lot in their junior base. And Newcastle should be the same. There's plenty of people up there. Mm. Um, it's just a matter of the clubs holding on to them.
0: Uh, Alison, we digress. Thanks for your call. Thanks, Alison. Thank you. Bye. Right. 123353 The man cave. we're getting it off our chests today, aren't we, Adman? We
2: certainly are. Matt. Hello. How you going, Matt? What's going on? Ah, uh, not much. Does it work? What do you do? Um, miner. Oh yeah, good one. What do you, What do you even have a shot at the quickie? Ah uh,
15: yeah, I reckon it's the police. Every breath you take.
0: The clue is not the motel shower scene.
2: Yeah, that could be. Hmm. It's wrong. It's wrong. Sorry, Matt. Sorry, Matt. No. Cheers, mate. All right. Bye, bye. One.
0: <laughs> Yours, your guess is the guess of the morning. Well, it's still wrong. But, but it was a very good guess. <laughs> if you have sleep apnea and use CPAP treatment, you've got to speak to the expert team at Sovey CPAP Clinic. They carry leading brands, including ResMed, Philips and Fisher and Pykel, and also offer the lowest price guarantee. And right now they're offering a $50 gift card when you purchase the ResMed Air Mini travel CPAP machine. This is a tiny little thing. It doesn't make much noise. Perfect for truckies. Yeah, right. It would be perfect for truckies. Uh, 1220 bucks. It's only 300 grams. It would be great, actually, for anyone who just travels. Take it with you. The offer ends 28th of February. Visit Sove, S-O-V-E, CPAP Clinic today at The CPAP Clinic. There is a the in front of it. The au. The number is 1300 762939. T's and C's apply. CPAP is used for the treatment of obstructive sleep apnea. Always follow the directions for use. When considering whether CPAP treatment is right for you, consult your doctor for advice. Here it is again. <coughs> I need the song. I need the artist. And the clue is not the motel shower scene. One triple three five three is the telephone number. Qu- quick break. Be back. I've got a funny feeling the quickie's going to go over the weekend. I'd love it to go off today. Yep. But I don't know if it will. Um it's a look, the clue is cryptic.
2: Oh, no shit.
0: Okay? Yeah. But you you were very good. You were very good. Hey Bullet's online from Kalgoorlie.
2: Hey down, mate. Hey Bullet, what's going on? Uh just moving a bit of gold around the joint. Why why, why why
15: why bullet? Uh, I got a bit of a nickname
2: when I was uh, a younger fellow mate,
15: um,
2: Is it a
0: story you can tell on radio? Yes. Okay, well, how come you got the nickname Bullet?
15: Well, there's two stories. One I can't tolerate, and the other one yeah. can um, operate machinery, and just went like a gun, and I just got the nickname Bullet.
0: Okay, that'll do. That'll do. I don't want
2: to know the other. One.
0: <laughs> I can, I reckon I know what the other one is, but I'm not going to go there. Bullet, what's your story? And how, by the way, what do you do in Kalgoorlie?
15: Uh, drive a bit loader.
0: Yeah, and how's life in Kalgoorlie?
15: It's bloody
2: hot, mate. It was 43 <laughs> yesterday. Wow. uh, In the
0: Pilbara, today and tomorrow, Mm. fifty.
2: Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Um, No, I think love it,
0: love it. Do you fly in and fly out?
15: No, I live here. Okay,
0: what's it like living in Kalgoorlie? Uh, um, Yeah. um, Uh, Because there's a reality TV show on, or it used to be on, Kalgoorlie Cops.
2: Yes. Oh, yeah. And
0: it's a wild old town. It's a wild old town, Kalgoorlie. With uh, a lot of blokes, very bloke,
2: yep.
0: uh, mining. And when they let the hair down and go into town and get on the drink, it's pretty Mad Max, isn't it?
15: Yeah, but uh, it's no use to any other town. Yeah. The way they put it out there really killed the
2: town. Ah, uh, yeah, they, right. Uh so They a, make it seem like it's the Wild West, so it's it, not so bad. It
0: was a stitch-up, was it?
2: Well, they didn't show the good parts. I showed all the bad shit.
15: Yeah, right. Well,
0: the good stuff doesn't rate.
15: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So our crime rate, and like you said the other day, you got, sorry, um, you, uh, in Toowoomba or Towers or Cairns or wherever you're up in Queensland, you said that Queensland's got a pretty really, pretty high crime rate. Yep. Yeah, Ours, and wherever it was up in Queensland somewhere. ours is pretty much the same. But per capita, per person up there, obviously it's a, a lot more. But We've only got 30,000 people in the Calgary. We're up there, wherever it was. Yeah, right. I can't remember where it was. You said it was um, the other night, up in one of the
0: Queensland places, Townsville or Toowoomba or somewhere. Or yeah, just somewhere. Oh, Townsville, Townsville. Townsville's going through a, a tough time, but most of Queensland is. You know, a lot of Australia is. We, we, we haven't had a chance to get to it this morning. Um, I, I'm going to talk to Bob Catter about the Queensland crime rate, hopefully next week. But it is a problem. And the reason it's a problem, Adam and Bullet, are, in my opinion, is because you have juvenile, we're talking about juvenile crime here, is because you've got kids who know they can break the law and there's no consequences.
2: Yeah, you can walk away.
0: If there's no consequences, why why would you stop?
2: Mm.
15: Well, we had our, had the other week, we parked our cars at work on nights, of course, and uh, 11 cars got windows smashed. The mm. other night, they come in and pitch one of the fellas $2,000 worth of spotlights at the front of his sheet. Well, nothing happens.
0: Nothing happens. Nothing happens. Uh, it's it's frustrating. Bullet, why did you ring me?
15: Uh, the Queen, but I just want to touch on something else first. Um, I was talking the other week and your wife about left-handed people using bits and pieces.
0: Oh, my my missus is left-handed, yes, yes. And she finds scissors and second – because she's a gardener yeah. – S- secateurs, frustrating. She says they're made for right handed people.
15: How did she get on with the chainsaw? You said she was going to prune the, cha- the
0: tree. It can't get it started. <laughs> I can't get it. It's an anchor. And her dad, who's really clever, he can't get it started. We've changed the spark plug. It's getting spark. It's it's going bumble bumble and stops. So I'm going to have to take it to a shop. But she, um, we, we couldn't get the bloody thing started.
15: You know, the one to get is the one that the old people get. It starts when you put, let the cord go. You pull the cord out, and
0: yeah. then
15: it will start when the cord retracts. Okay. And that's designed for old people.
9: Oh,
0: Jesus. Can I tell her that? <laughs> Don't tell her. Let it. me tell her. Can yeah. I'm going to record this conversation. <laughs> I'm going to say, bullet has got some advice for you. Get this chainsaw. It's for old people. She'll love it.
15: Yeah. You pull the cord out, and as you let the cord go, that's when it will start. So okay. kids love them in the shed when they're playing with Dad. What's this, dude, Dad? <laughs> oh <laughs> Um, What are you doing here for? I met the Queen. When? I'm nearly 50 now, and I was about 14, so that was what... Maths aren't working at the minute. Um, I used to live in Tassie, in a small town. See, that's the same trip. We had a um, bit of a boxing centre. I was sort of uh, just doing that to keep fit, and she came up to our sports stadium and stuck her nose in and... That was the end of that. Turned yeah. the nose
2: up and off that, she went. That's when I would have seen her whiz that's, that's exactly when I would right. have seen her whiz past my primary school. I was in um, I was in Bridgewater. Yep. I was about fourteen then and I'm just under
15: the half century now. So uh, Yeah,
2: so it would have been around the, the same exact, visit same, same trip.
0: Man, she hasn't been there twice. It had to no, be the same course, trip. Doesn't oh that. yeah. Okay.
15: But I think she had a um, a bucket of lemon juice before she walked in. She was pretty fair.
0: Oh well. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's it, it's it's a it's such a it's a tough job. You got to go opening things and cutting ribbons, and every kid with flowers. You have got to smile. And uh, anyway, Bullet, thanks for we the call. We didn't
15: give her a scone. We didn't give her a scone and a cup of tea. I think that's what the problem was.
0: Yeah, probably a scone. I thought. See, scones, I call them scones. are scones. Yeah, he's just called them a scone.
2: I think he was trying to be English. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Thank- I, I get you, Bullet. <laughs>
0: Did you? Did you know? I'm going to blow my own trumpet for a second.
2: Here we go.
0: Well, I, I mean, I didn't really have much say in it. It just sort of happened. I was in the Sydney Combined School Choir, and I got to sing at the opening of the Opera House. Yeah, right. For the Queen. It was, there was a few. There was a few of us. There was a couple of hundred. But yeah, um, October. 20th of October, 1973. There you go. I sang at the opening of the Sydney Opera House. So there you go.
2: Yeah, big
0: big deal, Luke. Thanks. <laughs> Whatever. Good on your bullet. Thanks. On your
2: bullet. See you, mate. <laughs>
0: Couldn't give a shit. No. Brian, hello. How you going, Lukey?
14: Good Top's thanks,
2: brother.
0: Yes, mate.
14: Secret sound. Psycho killer talking heads.
2: Oh, that's what I said. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you get the that shower. from? The, did you get that from the clue?
4: The shower scene. Yeah, yeah
2: See. Yeah.
4: No,
0: no.
2: No. We're both.
14: Sorry,
0: wrong.
2: Brian. Um, uh, nature B. Yeah.
0: The
14: challenge is to get Mulphy on it from Coffs Saab. What do you reckon the challenge or what?
0: Yeah, well, yeah. 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 No worries. I'll, I'll I'll do it. Thank you, Brian. one One triple three five three is the telephone number. Um, here it comes again. Not. The motel shower scene
2: is the clue.
0: This is the night shift on Triple M. Hey, Paul.
2: Yeah. How are you, mate? There you go. Where Where are you? Sorry. Where are you?
9: Work.
2: Yeah, where (laughs) Whereabouts? Where's work? How do you say that?
9: Yakandanda. Where's
2: that? Uh, It's just up from Wodonga. Aubrey. Oh, yeah, right. Listen, Paul. Yeah?
0: I'm just worried about your blood pressure. Just, just, there's no need to be excited. <laughs> just, take a, just take a deep just breath. Calm
2: down, Paul. And I'm calm
0: just, down, just, okay? There's, I'm just, I'm just, there's no need to go over the top. Just relax.
2: No, you're all right, mate. Yeah. I haven't got through this quick before. I was a bit shocked. <laughs> right. All right, what do you got? Are you having a shot at the quickie? Yeah, mate. You said the heart. Um, all I want to do is make love to you. Oh, I can hear it there. Oh, yes. Yeah, I can hear it. No. Nah. But wrong. Nah. Also, I've um, got a. Now, there's
0: an interesting... Just hang on a second. That song, All I Want to Do Is Make Love To Your Heart. Mm. Let's just go through this for a second. Paul, You feel free to jump in here, but just relax. So there's a story about a woman who's married to a bloke, but they can't have children. So she goes out on a wet night to find a bloke who isn't wearing a raincoat... <laughs> And seduces him, takes him to the motel. I was the flower, you were the seed, right? Mm. It's a one-night stand. I don't want you to hang around. I don't want to talk to you. All I want you to do is make love to me, right? Yeah. Brushes him. He walks off the next day, right? Mm. He has been used. And then years down the track, she sees a man that has the same eyes as her son, and all she wanted was a child because while she was in love with her husband, that was the one thing he couldn't do for her. So she goes out, listen to the words.
9: Yeah, yeah I believe you.
0: That's what the song's about. What do you make of that?
9: Oh, I reckon that's about as true as you can get. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your call, Paul. See you, Paul. Hey, I've got a thing about apprentices. Yeah, oh, go on. Want.
0: Yeah, go on.
2: When I was an apprentice butcher, I got sent um, next door to the bakery to get some um, six Randy tarts. <laughs> uh,
9: did you go? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah good I was man. Only, only 15
2: there.
0: Um, on your the plate. Are you still a butcher?
9: Oh, I'm a baker now. Oh. I'm trying to cover the spread.
0: No, Next one's the candlestick maker. <laughs> you go for the trifecta.
2: That's it, mate.
0: He's a butcher, now he's a baker. Yeah,
2: that's it.
0: What do you bake? What's your specialty? He's a ball of personality, this Blake. Listen, thanks for your call, Paul. Paul.
2: Cheers, mate. See
0: you, mate. Bye bye. (laughs) He just needs to calm down. (laughs) There's no need to get so excited, Paul. Uh, John, where are you, John?
2: Hello, John. What's going on? Yes,
0: John. I'm in.
2: I'm in air.
21: Up near Townsville. Okay. What do you want? Yeah, yeah. Wanted to talk to you about the the bullying.
0: Yeah, yeah. Go on, John.
21: Mate, it depends on which on the psychological profile of the person that's getting it at the time. Yes. Because Because um, you were talking to a soldier there a while ago.
0: Yeah, it was an interesting conversation, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well yeah, and to get in, and to be in the army, and then to go that step further and go into the SAS, uh, you have got to be highly disciplined. And some people would say, oh, that's bullying. No, he said you had to have that tough training in order to be able to save lives.
21: Yeah, 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 totally, totally correct. I was in the army. At the time I was in, 1982, I joined. I was the youngest person in the Australian army. I was 17 years old, straight out of school.
0: Right.
21: Anyway, go on. I've got the bit. Don't you bloody worry, mate. And, and it wasn't just screaming in your face. It was a smack in the face.
0: Mm. Now, did, I, did it make you a better soldier, or do you reckon that's bullying?
21: It made me a better man in the end. Uh. I, I, I literally served my time, and I literally done the three years, and by the time my time was up, I couldn't wait
2: to get out. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, but, it'll agree with some people and not with others.
0: It depends on who you are. Yeah. It depends. It's what John said at the beginning. depends on the person.
2: Well, that's what I was saying earlier. It depends on how you take it. Like if you, if you take it, like if you think you're bullying, it might not be coming from that, from that place. Like, yeah, it's all how you, how you interpret it, I guess. Uh, how are you today, John?
21: Mate, I'm, I'm all right. I'll but I need to sort of um, go back a bit more. Yeah. See, I'm actually, since I went in the Army, I got out of the Army, I've had ups and downs my whole life. And when I was about 45 years old, I found out I was bipolar, Asperger's, Hmm. and and I've got, like, anxiety up the yin-yang.
0: Have you heard of an organisation called Wounded Heroes? Yeah, yeah, but... Because I, if ever you need help, Brian and the and the my friends at Wounded Heroes have got an ear for any return serviceman that needs help.
21: Yeah, but I but I went nowhere, mate. I was there in the mid eighties.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter. They would still if you feel you need to talk, they're there for you.
21: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm sort of I'm sort of I'm okay with where I am. I've been harvesting, I've been moving around. Actually we've spoken before, mate, a couple of times. Okay. Um, I come up here and I do cane harvesting. Good on you. And we have we've got a shed with a pizza oven and stuff in it, and we have some really wicked big parties at the end of the year. Yeah. And and we've actually spoken in the middle of one of these parties, right. and I've been uh, yes, we've I was rather under the weather.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I tell you what, John, it's good to talk to you. I've got to keep moving, brother, but uh, wounded heroes for those people who you see. We sent people to Afghanistan and Timor and Iran, mm. and we said, "Thanks very much for your service. Goodbye." Yeah. And once you demobbed and you and you've had in, in your uniform and uh, you become a civilian, we we tended to. When I say we, I'm talking about the Australian government, Adam. Yeah. Just forgot about them.
2: Well, I heard us. I heard us saying, heard us saying the other day, "It's hard being a soldier when you're not a soldier." Yeah. Um, which I think some, sums it up perfectly. Like you, you're trained and this is the life you lead and you, mm. you've done all the service and you need it, then you just come back and you're supposed to assimilate straight back into society. It's very hard.
0: Wounded Heroes, one three hundred five three 532 112 And uh, there's Open Arms, which is another great organization one 46 um, Warren's online. day, Warren. Yes, mate. Yes, Warren, go. Ah,
16: I'm just having to go the quickie. Yeah. Um, Psycho Killer by Talking Heads.
2: That's the third time we've heard that. Oh. No. That's what I said as well, Warren. We're, we're, we're birds of a feather, me and you, mate. It's a very mate, good guess. I can't hear the guesses because it's too hard trying to ring through <laughs> I know.
0: I, I know. We, we have a full board. It's, it, it, the only way a caller can come through is when someone hangs up. Yeah. But there's no room. And that's the way this show is, from midnight through to when we put the cue back in the rack. But you, you, yeah, it was a very, very good guess, Warren. All oh, good, thanks, guys. Good on you, was. But what, should we take one more? Oh, here it is again. I got a funny feeling it's going to go over the weekend, and clue number two will be on our podcast over the weekend if it doesn't go off. Um, Darren's got a question for you, Adam.
2: Darren, what's going on? Darren, talk.
0: Oh, should I try him again? Darren.
2: Hello. Here he is. What's, what's up, bud? Hello, Adam. How oh. are you, Luke? Good. What are you doing? Uh, I'm just at work at the moment, mate. Yeah, what can Why I help you, you with? Why did you ring?
22: Sorry, I've, I've got a uh, bit of memorabilia, Craig Lowndes memorabilia. Just yeah. wondering if you can maybe give me some sort of a estimate of what it might be worth. Yeah, what is it? So in 2016, we made the trek over to Bathurst and uh, my lovely wife bought the tickets before we left and she managed to somehow uh, land ticket 888. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we went over and uh, I stood in line for about an hour and a half uh, finally got to Lounsey and he signed the, the ticket. Uh, I had a Caltex. Had that signed as well. Yeah, got a photo of him going through the chase from the top of the chase.
7: Oh
2: yeah,
22: took it to a uh, uh, a place that, and they put it all together in a in a meter by oh, eight hundred yes. frame. So it's the
2: ticket. The, the tick, front. yeah, the ticket, the shirt, and and the photo.
0: photo. Of yeah, of great. His, yeah,
22: of his
0: car. Yeah. When, when you got his autograph, did you have a photo taken with him?
22: No mate, it's funny. Hey, uh, we lined up for an hour and a half, and we were still about fifty meters off him. Mm. And uh, and the guy, the, the security said, right, that's it. Last last people, you know, uh, everyone sort of on your way. And so I went bugger this, and I sort of just marched right up to uh, where where his table was, and somehow slipped in there, and and I got uh, managed to get his uh, autograph, mate. Yeah, so, he didn't.
2: So yeah. now that it's all now that it's all framed up, I reckon you're probably looking at around 1500 dollars, something like that. Um, pretty lucky to get that ticket number though. Yeah, all the eights. Amazing, did he yeah. win it? Did he win it that year? He didn't win, mate. He had a problem with his car. Yeah, right. A gear shift uh,
22: uh, linkage broke on him. Yeah. So, so that, yeah, that,
2: that's the sort of money you'd be looking at. But um, I'm guessing it's not for sale.
22: Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a pretty avid, loungy fan, always have been, you know. So, yeah, good uh, one.
2: He's a great bloke.
22: He is a great bloke, yeah. Good on you, Darren. Yeah.
2: All right, thanks for hanging on there, Darren. I've
22: got one, what? Got one more for you. No. Um, wasn't wasn't uh, an apprentice at the time. Uh, I did work experience. Back in 1983, it was. Uh, I was at a Yamaha dealership and um, worked there for the two weeks. Got on real well with the fellas. And uh, they grabbed me, stripped me naked, put a dress on me, coloured my face in blue, and tied me to a ATV out the front on the main North Road in Adelaide, which is quite a uh, mm. busy highway.
2: Well, that's bizarre. Uh, How <laughs> did you react
0: to that? Did you take it in fun, or did, were you did you feel belittled and hurt? Not belittled and hurt, mate. But
22: uh, at the time, it was a bit sort of uh a bit freaky but <laughs> Okay, is
0: that is that harassment? Is that bullying or is that just good old fun? Adam?
2: I think that, that's over the top. That's, okay. cool. that's bullying. Back in the day, it was probably good old fun, but
22: um, I mean, now imagine if that happened to you now. Like but oh. Back in the
0: day it doesn't cut it anymore. Yeah. Back in the day. And sometimes it's a good thing. and I think sometimes we've gone too far. Sure. Yeah, there's got to be
2: a middle ground, I reckon. Yeah. Hey,
0: Darren, thanks for your call.
2: Good on you, Darren.
0: Hey, Darren, I've got something else you can add to your Craig Lowndes collection. What's
2: that, mate? Hi, uh, this is Craig Lowndes, and you're listening to Luke Boner on Triple M.
0: There you go. You can have that one. <laughs> hey, thanks, mate. That's right. See yes. you, boys. Have a good night. There you're way, you're very, a name dropper. You're very well. I'll, eh? just, I'll just pick that
2: one back up. Yeah. <laughs> you're <laughs> you're gonna, yeah, it is. I'll, go, but I'll put yeah. it back in my pocket now. Mate. See you, mate. All right, I'm out. Hey, that, listen, on that, champion, on that note. what are you auctioning today? Nothing auctions today.
0: Oh, good. Just, have nah, fun with that.
2: Just uh, moving furniture today. All right. Maybe back to the hoarder's place on the weekend. That's right, see, the see hoarder. If I can help her out.
0: If people want to contact you,
2: yep. What's it honestly worth on Instagram? I'll get. Um, you can send me photos there, or I can give you tips on if you if you if you want to buy something you're looking for, you want to sell something, you just want to know what it's worth. Just hit me there, and I'll get back to you. Have
0: a great weekend, buddy.
2: See you, Skip. Say hello see to you, the bride.
0: Say hello to the bride for me.
2: Yep, should be seen. It we 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 hadn't actually. Um, had a romantic... Oh, you did a Valentine's for, Day. For Valentine's you Day. did. I didn't, yeah. I didn't think you would. Yeah. No, I didn't. She did. Yes? She bought me tickets to a water slide park. Oh, your favourite yeah. thing. That's love. Okay. That's love. Did you, have you been already? Yeah, yeah. We went and got sunburnt, lost some skin. It was great. Oh, Christ.
0: <laughs> Adam McDonald, folks, on the Man Cave. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back with more of The Night Shift in just a moment. Happy Friday, Adam.
2: Happy Friday, Skip.
0: The Night Shift. Around Australia on the Triple M Network.
4: The Night Shift.
0: Ivor Davies with a classic here on The Night Shift uh, with Luke Boner, Friday, February 17. Now, Thomas. Yes, Luke. You've got David there. Yeah, we
18: do. David, hey David hello. How are
0: you? Hey, how you going, Luke? Yeah, David, I'm going very, very well. Where are you? Uh, Sunbury. Sunbury, Victoria? Yep. Okay, what are you doing up?
15: Uh, Actually, just waiting to to, uh, have a shot at the quickie.
0: Okay, now I'll give you another listen. Are you ready? Yep. Now, did you get the clue? I actually did
15: after I worked already, but uh, yeah.
0: Okay, (laughs) the, the the clue is... Not the motel shower scene. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Now, Thomas the Tank Engine.
18: Hello. I
0: of asked. Course. I asked. I asked you if you got the clue.
20: What did you say? The first thing that came to me to mind. Am I? Am I allowed to say
15: it? Yeah. The
20: first well, hang on. Hang came... on.
0: Hang on. No. Stop for a second. David, are you there? Yep. Not the motel shower screen was the clue. What did did you get from that?
15: I got 27 from a British Cox movie, Psycho.
0: Not the shower screen, shower scene. Not the motel shower scene. Uh, Say that again about the clue.
15: Yeah, um, just from the movie Psycho with the the shower scene. And uh, I just, uh, I worked out that it was made that movie was made in 1927
0: or something like that. No, it uh, wasn't. The movie was not made in 1927. No way. <laughs> okay. That
1: was a bit further apart No way. Uh,
0: all Th- right. <laughs> Thomas, Thomas, what did
18: you get? Well, I, I, I didn't get as far as that. I knew the film was made in late 60s, wasn't it? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Um, no. But the, the first thing I thought, I thought of when you said that, Luke, was that particular movie.
0: That's as far as I got, though. So you reckon the movie was made? In, oh, maybe not <laughs> in nineteen twenty-seven. Nah, no. Nah, uh, uh,
15: look, looking back at it, no.
0: No, no way.
8: Was it sixty-eight or sixty-nine? No, no, that's you, you're, all, you're off. <sighs>
5: what?
0: <laughs> Who was the star? Who was the girl? Not that she wasn't the star. Who was the girl in the motel shower? Oh,
15: God, I don't even know anymore.
0: Come on. Not <laughs> that name, long ago. <laughs> her name was Janet Lee. Janet Lee, okay. What year was she born? Aha. Uh-huh. Wow. What year was uh, Janet Lee born? Uh,
15: 1927.
0: Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, so you got it. Yeah. You, you, you got it right. <laughs> That's when I think of you. Yeah. You got it right. <laughs> But for the wrong reasons, sort of. Yeah, no, I didn't, didn't get it from your, uh, I didn't get it from your, from your quiz. <laughs> Congratulations. Yes, uh, just, that's what I think of you. Here, here is the, um, here is the quickie. There it is there. So, well done. 1927, Janet Lee was born in 1927. Okay. We got that. Congratulations. Stay there. You've won a Triple M t-shirt. You've won the quickie. Would you like to introduce it for us? Uh,
15: yep. He's uh, 1927. That's when I think of you.
0: Someone else who just needs to relax.
15: <laughs> no, need
0: to, no need to be so over the top. Thanks for your call. <laughs>
15: okay. Thank you. Okay. See you later.
0: Well, There you are. I'll come up with a new quickie. The Clue will be on our podcast over the weekend. The night shift around Australia here on the Triple M network. I'll be on... Sunrise a little bit later this morning. It, I'm telling you now, um, it's going to be heatwave conditions everywhere. Nowhere in Australia is going to miss out on the heat. Now, Gavin Morris, our weather guy here on the night shift, will join me shortly. But like the Pilbara, 50 degrees. Uh, Sydney Saturday. Uh, 32, 33 near the coast, possibly close to 38, 39 in Sydney's west. Brisbane, Melbourne, uh, Adelaide, the whole country is going to cook this weekend. We've all been saying, where's the real summer? Well, folks, Mother Nature's delivered it this weekend. More details coming up. Uh, In the meantime, Mark Beretta, Channel 7 Sunrise, joins me. I've just seen some extraordinary footage of you, young man, (laughs) because you are a water skier. and Channel 7 have just sent me, and let me just pull it up here. Some incredible footage of you sailing behind, water skiing behind a, what is it? It's the Oz F50, these amazing yeah, no. multi hull, the double hull boats that go at a million miles an hour. You are water skiing behind this boat on Sydney Harbour. I can see the bridge in the background. <laughs> it, it, you're wearing a green helmet. I'm looking at it now. What's the sto- it, it was a world first. What's the story? Yeah, well, these beautiful Sail GP
14: boats,
8: and Sail GP is uh, in Sydney this weekend on the harbour um, on Channel 7, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and for a while, Tom Slingsby and I, the skipper, Olympic gold medalist, uh, have been concocting this plan that we think the boat's fast enough to water ski behind. So we've been brewing this for about a year, and, and yesterday we said, right, let's do it. So I went down there in the morning with Tom, we, we went out to Shark Island um, and uh, tied a rope on the back, and we actually pulled it off now. Ben Ainsley is regarded as the greatest sailor in the world. He's a British multiple Olympic gold medalist. He's the skipper of the Great Britain uh, sail GP boat. He said there is no way this can be done, huh. and we said, "Ben, we're Aussies, mate. Watch this." And uh, so I had a ski behind it, and it was the, the most exhilarating thing how many, I've ever done. H- how got many got no, how many knots was it going? I'm, it'll do 100 k's an hour. It'll, speed was speed was actually the problem. It was going too fast. I had to keep saying it to Tom. Slow it down, mate. Slow it down. And he's he's actually got very little speed control. So um, you know, once they go and, and the wind catches them, they fly. And I'm just sort of hanging on the back. And the strange thing was being in the open harbour, the thing gets up on foils yeah. and has no weight. Yeah. So um, I'm just smashing all the waves, every wave in the harbour. So this morning, Luke, I'm probably a little bit sore, but. Um, you'll see it on sunrise this morning. We'll, we'll show that you've got to really, see this. Extraordinary!
0: My Britta is water ski, and how come it's never been done before? Ah, uh,
8: look, it, it's not easy. Well, <laughs> it's not. It's not easy to do to ski behind one of those because we're, we're opposed. Like as a skier, I want calm water to ski on. Of course,
0: of course, um, yeah.
8: But they they need wind, and wind brings chop. Oh, and, yeah. You, know, you, just, you just can't do it. It's not
0: easy to do. Well, and, there you and the go. Boats are erratic. Uh, so is that going to be in the Guinness Book of Records?
8: Yeah, it will be. It'll be a, a world first. Is yeah. it how many
0: how many times have you been in the Guinness Book of Records? Uh this will be my first trip. There you are. There. <clears throat> Mark Brewer. that will be in the Guinness Book of Records, the first person ever to ski behind one of these amazing boats, yachts. What are they? What, are, what do you call them, you yeah. can't...
8: Uh, they're called uh the 50 footers they're I mean, they're, they the sell GP boats. They're amazing. But the fact, ah. when they get up on the foils, they're just brilliant. You know, they're amazing. But it's going to be big racing this weekend on the harbour.
0: Well, uh, Liv from Channel 7 just sent me the video. It's unbelievable. Well done, Mark Beretta, A world first. And you'll see it exclusively on Channel 7 Sunrise this morning. Listen, um, what's going to happen with the cricket? We've got the second test coming up. Uh, we got hammered in the first test. There's got to be yeah. some changes. What do you make of it? Yeah. Uh, we've
8: got to come back strong. That's that first test has got to be an apparition, and don't forget, you look further down the track. We've got the Ashes later this year as well, so you know, we really need to find some form and, and just flex a bit of muscle here. So, I um, had, had a chat with Glenn McGrath yesterday. He actually thought if, if we could win one of four matches, that we'd actually be doing okay. I don't know. I think I think we've got to do better. I think we've got to grab this second one. Uh, you can bank on Travis Head being back in. Um, Three o'clock this afternoon it starts. Australia got to redeem themselves and. We've got to do better. Hopefully that was just, it was just a one-off
0: bad performance, Luke. All right. There you go. Second test uh, is uh, happening today. What about last night? Um, the Matildas um, in, in Gosford, they built, yeah. yeah, they beat the Czech Republic 4-0. Is, is that a fair income win? Was was the Czech Republic going soft or was that a, a fair income Matildas win? No, that's a fair income Matildas 4-0. win. 4-0. We, we, forget, we forget how good they are, you know, and, Um,
8: Now, leading up to the World Cup later this year, they're just getting into gear. So look out. I I just think it's such an exciting year for Matildas. They know it. They're in for it. They're up for the challenge. And and watch them go in this series. This is a warm-up series to the World Cup. Um, But they are are well and truly warmed up. They look awesome.
0: Now, the Women's World Cup, I know you're going to go. I know you're going to go. But is this arguably going to be the biggest sporting event held in Australia since Sydney 2000?
8: Um, I think that's a pretty fair assessment, absolutely. You know, I mean we had we've had com games a couple of times, but this is big, and will draw some major you know, international attention, major, major international attention. So you know, bring it on, and women's sport, women's football has never been stronger. it's it's the perfect time for Australia to be hosted. Yeah,
0: it's Australia and New Zealand. and very quickly, the City Kings won up against Cairns. Um, the right one went away from um getting into the grand final. would they do it?
8: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're the informed team of the year. Xavier Cooks is just a, a
0: brilliant. Oh, how good is he?
8: He's M. He, he is
0: MBA, isn't he?
8: Yeah, he is. He really is. And scouts are watching him. So of course, that's they almost are. just start start the stopwatch. That's a matter of time until he goes. But um, very exciting, man. I, I think you know, great right for the Kings. You know, they're just they're drawing big crowds. They're, they're playing great basketball, and they're going to be near unstoppable to go back to back.
0: Um, Barretts I have listeners in Cairns listening to me now on the Triple M Network can you give them a bone can you give them something they have a great club and a great team and <laughs> awesome, uh,
8: they,
0: uh, this year they're coming up
8: against a tough opposition the Kings are the real deal they're very good they're cut above the league
0: alright hey listen Barretts I'll see you on So Sun- I'm on Sunrise today I forgot Oh, awesome. I always look forward to that. Friday. Get to, get fri- you on air. Friday, hot topics, uh, 6.45 <laughs> on, on sunrise. And then people can I, discover I- why I've made a career in radio and not television.
8: Uh, you know, it's the ratings peak of our whole week is
0: your segment. Ah, oh, shut up. You you, right. you know I'm ordinary. I don't know why they keep asking me back. I know, <laughs> I, I know I'm know, i seriously ordinary. I have a great head for radio. But uh, I'll, I'll see you at Sunrise. Folks, get to see Barretts water ski behind this 50-foot boat. It's unbelievable. And uh, I'll be on Sunrise 6.45 having my say about whatever. See you, Barretts. Have a great weekend, right. brother. Check to, check to you soon, Luke. Mark Barretta. Here on the Night Shift, Triple M. She's got similar features with longer hair. Melissa Etheridge, just my favourite Melissa Etheridge song. I think she's so good. Um, Now, the quickie has gone, okay? It has gone off like a frog in a sock. It sounded like this. And it was this. It was 1927. Um, That's when I think of you. So there's a brand new quickie starting Monday, Thomas, correct? Yes, there is. Yes, it is. And the clue will be on our very special podcast, Mm.
18: which you can find on the listener app or wherever you get your podcasts, L-I-S-T-N-R. It'll
0: be there for you to listen to before we go live. Okay. So if you, you could possibly work out Monday's quickie over the weekend. You could be buying time. You could be getting yourself fitted with a Triple M t-shirt before you know it. Go in the wardrobe, see if it fits. Let the moths eat it. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty hungry this weekend. They are indeed. So um, if you go to the podcast, when will it be up, Thomas? It will be up probably around about 7 a.m. 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Standard Daylight Saving Time, about 7 a.m. Monday's Quickie. You get a sneak preview if you go to our podcast, The Night Shift on Triple M. Download the listener app, L-A-S-T-N-I-R, and all the best bits of The Night Shift this week uh, also on that podcast. So go your hardest. Go your hardest. We'll take a quick break. Be back. Yeah, that's me. Um, we'll take a quick break. Tash Belling, best in the business, will join me in just a second. We'll look at the news you're waking up to today, Friday. Just a sec. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, he actually is. Uh, Tash Belling.
17: No, is. you're not oh, happy Friday, lovely Luke. V-
0: great face for radio. <laughs> I have no idea why Channel 7 Sunrise keep asking me back. They must be desperate. Because
17: you're great. No, because
0: I'm back. They must be desperate. Hey, listen, um, lots to talk about today. The weather is going to dominate
17: everyone's conversation today. It's scorching. Everyone said, where's summer? Well, guess what? It's here. It's here. With a vengeance. Yeah, look, right across the country, Luke, especially uh, this awful heat wave sweeping through South Australia, sweeping through Victoria and New South Wales, really dangerous fires that authorities are keeping a very, very close eye on in parts of South Australia. Also, Victoria scorching temperatures in many parts of Victoria yesterday. Very, very warm night overnight for many uh, residents of Melbourne. There is a cool change set to sweep through the southeast of the country in South Australia and Victoria, but uh, across New South Wales, especially Sydney, and in Sydney's west, set to be an absolute scorcher tomorrow with temperatures set to soar.
0: Yeah, so just take it easy. Stay out of the sun. and
17: Hydrate.
0: Look after your pets. This is what gets yes. me. Yes. Please make sure your pets are okay. Make sure they've got lots of water. Don't take them for walks on the pavement in the middle of the day. Or leave them in a car. Thank you. And, mm. yes. Um Let me see here.
17: RBA. We want the to talk RBA. about the RBA yeah, and, of course, Philip the record. Him. He's yes. going to face
0: another public grilling. And I know that the Treasurer, Jim Chalmers, says, oh, I understand why Aussies are furious with the banks because they've raised mortgages but they haven't passed on higher interest rates to deposit holders. I get that.
17: I cannot believe uh, what often happens with the banks here. Look, of course, you know, there is a valid point that a lot of people made uh, the point, and all financial experts agree on this, we need to have strong banks in this country. We don't want a situation like happened in the U.S., Mm -hmm where you know, the banks fall over. Keep in mind that the, a lot of the banks were propped up by federal government money. We should say our taxpayer money. I'm okay with strong banks. I'm not okay with these record profits when – the, the other big angle that hasn't been spoken about with all of these branches and banks is, you know I'm from the country, they are shutting down local bank branches left, right and centre. Now, especially in regional areas, Luke, that is the only way people can bank. They're being forced online, not because it's easier, because it cut co- it cuts costs and gets rid of staff. They need to keep those local branches open, number one. They need to make sure their staff is paid properly. And the other thing, when you look at interest rates – The average mortgage, they said, of around $650,000. Guess how much a year – you are paying extra in your repayments, re- more than $16,000. Now, yep. that's after tax. So, that is going to push a lot of people to the brink. And also, what we've forgotten in some circumstances is small businesses right now, Luke, they are facing huge increase in everyday costs that they can't cut back on, like electricity, uh, you know, gas, all of those bits and pieces, transport costs. And now... Their overdraft is going to be through the roof. And my question is, sure, pop up your interest rates on your mortgage, but where is the increase in the savings accounts? Because there are many self-funded retirees that are not getting that increase in their savings accounts.
0: I know. There is only one little shining light, and that is my super Uh, – I've invested in in – banks. I so, oh, have you? So there are a lot of people whose super is all divvied up and people have investments in banks' profits.
17: I love so, the concept of the super, Luke, but I don't like how sometimes it's managed. Um, okay, but I'm just saying, but look, you got the cash rate at 3.35%.
0: Mm. Um, how much do you get on your savings when you got it saved with a bank? Oh, sometimes
17: if, if, if you... You this get a is, bill. Yeah, c- correct. Minus. But this is this is the other thing that the banks do is there's no reward for loyalty. This happened to me once when I said, okay, I want to, you know, go, go to the bank and ask for a better rate. If you're a new customer, we'll give you a better rate.
0: But if you're a loyal customer, we won't. I know. Don't start me on that. And other people do it too. If you join us now, we'll give you this. Hang on, I've been with you 10 years. Sorry, that's for new customers
17: only. And guess what that's about? Their KPIs. So I literally, it was only a couple of hundred dollars. This is years ago. But I took it out and took it to another bank purely for the point.
0: There you are. Hey, listen, we're running out of time. Um, I I understand why people are furious. I also believe that the Reserve Bank has to stay independent from Of course. Politics, because if politicians run the Reserve Bank, they will fiddle with it and play with it leading up to elections elections. to suit themselves, and that's not what you want.
17: Yeah, but look, I don't know whether only 30%, around 30% of Australians have a mortgage. I don't know whether in 2023 this is the right lever to pull to try and stop inflation because it hasn't worked. We've seen what, seven, eight, nine increases? And it hasn't stopped inflation. Inflation is still concerningly out of control. Hey, Scott Phillips from
0: Motley Fool's on the phone. Okay,
17: oh, qu- qu- Scott. Happy G- Friday, g'day,
0: Scotty. <laughs> Luke have uh, a bit of a demarcation, guys. Tosh is pushing in my finance beat here. I'm <laughs> going to start covering other. I stuff, know she it? needs to stay in her lane. She needs. She doesn't. She never stays I in never her lane. I never stay in my lane. She has no idea what a lane's all about. But but, he, but here's the thing: yep. uh, the, the Reserve Bank does have to stay independent. Correct. 100%. 100%.
10: Yep. Yeah. It, it is true because,
8: as, as you guys have already talked, here's the thing. I,